0: Welcome to Hardly Initiated. It is your host, Tyshawn Jackson, here with another episode with my co-host, Ryan Ketchens.
1: The show is getting bigger, man. We got somebody uh, that's a a performer on the stage with us, so I know it's about to be an
0: insane conversation right now. We got a performer on the (laughs) stage here. Are you guys ready? Because we're going to get into it today. We're going to have a conversation that's a little bit different today that I don't know if this beautiful presence on the platform has yet had, definitely not a hardly initiated because this is her first time here. And if you don't know her, I prepared something just to introduce you guys to who we here rocking with in here today, all right? Because we are in here rocking with the Grammy award-winning artist, Multiple millions of albums and single sold. All right, you go. A lot of applause because I ain't done yet. All right, this person here has written songs for the titans of the game. I'm talking the Jay Z's, the Rick Ross's, the Nas's, alongside R&B soul singers like the John Legends, the Music Soul Childs, the Baby Faces. I could really name drop <laughs> all day long, all guys. Day. And now she's on Harley Initiated. And we are about to get into this personal life a little bit. We are in here rocking with Chrisette Michelle. Welcome to the platform.
2: Oh, hello, hello, thank you.
1: thank you. Of course, of course. How are you? I'm
2: good. I'm excited. You can't tell by
1: looking at me. <laughs> I told you. I mean, I was trying to figure out your energy before. I was asking you a question before we got started to kind of figure out your energy. But I think it might it might take me a a little second to figure it out.
2: It's probably already knowing.
0: Well, let me let me tell you. First of all, I'm I'm excited. <laughs> so Chrisette has been in the A already, lighting up you know lighting up the city. Mm-hmm. So far on tour this weekend, back yeah. to back shows. Yeah, we
2: have four shows uh, this weekend uh, here in LA. I was hooked up to a vitamin drip. I was like, "There's no way."
0: Well, you was hooked up to the vitamin drip.
2: Yeah, I had to get hydrated. So I said, "Let me take can I take it through my veins?"
0: Oh, you know the
3: drip. The yeah.
0: drip. yeah, yeah. Why, so that, that 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 had you going and had you pumped up.
2: Yeah, you have to drink water, and you have to be full of water. Yes, <laughs> you really do, and and traveling a lot, y'all know, can really dehydrate you. So yeah, it was a lot of fun, um, but we had to get that water in. Yes.
0: yes. Well, uh, listen, I'm happy you 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 so you hydrated right now
2: i think so i did call them to ask can i get another room drips yes no
0: no it kick
1: in though the drip it really Mm -hmm. kick in it's effective
0: excellent well you got to be hydrated for this conversation okay very good all right you got to be good go go ahead get your sips in real quick and family i'm so excited to have y'all here on a monday night welcome to everybody that's here in the chat drop a fire and a flame in the chat if you're here with me live if you're watching the replay womp, womp, womp. You need to make sure you make it here on time at 8 p.m. on Monday nights because you know how we do it. In fact, I'm so excited about this conversation, but we got to pause because we got to shout out our episode sponsor.
1: Facts.
0: Ryan, tell them who, who's sponsoring the show, man.
1: Listen, shout out to Harley Love Dating Cars, guys. My thing about these cars is that they never get old. And that's because you got over 100 open-ended questions. That's a lot. It is. But this is the thing. When you're kicking it off, right, you really only need about, I would say, two, three questions. Yeah. If you're good. If you're good. Yeah.
0: I don't know. That's if you're good, though. <laughs> right? That's if you're good. Right. And it depends on how y'all flow the conversation, but it's going to get it started. I've used it a few times. It's incredible. So big shout out. Do we got any other announcements for the people? No, well, one more thing,
1: guys. So Super Chat. So all Super Chats, we switching up the game. Uh, we really tailoring how we do the super chat. So now every super chat over $10 will get read live on air. I think we had about like six or seven people was a little upset about those super chats. So now we got it down, not for questions because we don't want to keep switching up the show based on the questions. Yeah. But if you send anything over $10, we will read it live on air.
0: Yeah, excellent, excellent. So y'all know how we're doing it now. So y'all can always send your thoughts while the show is flowing and while the show is going. So let's get it going as a matter of a fact, set Let's talk because, you know, you have had an um, a interesting uh, time in the news here as, you know, I've been doing tons of research and just learning so much about you. And it's been a lot of news about your most recent relationship that you have had. One of the most interesting sayings that I saw that, uh, I don't know if you said it specifically, but it was that, that divorce actually lasted longer than the marriage. That's crazy. Right? Was that your bar? That's my bar. That's your bar. Yeah. So now let me even back up a little bit, because if you could just kind of paint a picture for me, what was marriage like, if you could describe it?
2: Very famousy, right? Like, the stupid stuff famous people do that was exactly
0: what i did i went to las vegas and said oh let's get married period wow insane so it was like it was right. a whole you, yeah, you, you, stay, you on, stay on the mic yes oh, you, you gotta stay to the mic yeah. here My bad. Okay. no you good so when you say so you guys just eloped it was this very romance yeah. in the moment kind of situation and you guys ran to vegas and got married
2: so i was doing a show in vegas and um and and I had already had the ring on my finger. So we were dating for, I'm making an incredibly long story, up, incredibly short. Take
1: your time. It's no <laughs> rush. So we
2: met when I was 18. Okay. <laughs> in college. And um, he became my manager when I was in college. I hadn't known anything about the R&B business, but I was in school for jazz and classical training. Okay. So that was my background. He was in school for music business. Um, I was singing in the cafeteria on Valentine's Day. He walks up and brings me some roses. And he was like, you're the one. I'm like, two, you know, like six. I don't know where you're going with this. Um, but he saw music in me. He saw business in me. And um, so we get signed to Def Jam. Um, and immediately we fall out, like in seconds. So my first year before I even put out any music, I was in a crazy litigation. Um, Wait, with yes, your ex? Yes. Yes. Wow. So uh, this story has about 11 seconds left, <laughs> right? So we, 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 uh, we, we break up, obviously. I go through the business for about 10 years. And a decade later, we link back up. And I say, thank you for everything that you did give me um, in this business. Uh, if, if it weren't for you, I wouldn't have even thought about this route. And that was a quick email. I was just getting things off of my heart. Um, and he was like, let's link up. I said, oh, sweat. Mm. I think I'm going to say, okay. Mm. I'm on the treadmill. You feel what I'm saying? Get my little joggy jog. And um, and I hit him up after I come off the treadmill. And I'm like, let's do it. So I was engaged 21 days later. From the the email being sent. Yeah, that's what happened.
1: But after the litigation.
2: 10 years ago.
1: Okay, Take so it, right. was, it was no resentment or hard feelings that was stemming from the past business suit.
2: Probably right. So the number one interview question that I was getting at that time was, "So there was no resentment, help, <laughs> 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 right?" And I kept having to say, "No, <laughs> right." I kept. Having- it's a good question, though. It, no, it's the perfect question. You should have like, "No, like idiot." Of course, there is right. Um, to, to me, like Chris said, of course you. Of course, this is crazy. So, and then seven years—I mean, seven days after we got engaged, we were in Vegas for one of my shows, and I'm like, you know, what? Caesar's Palace is really nice. I like the garden outside, you know. And and I said, let's go downstairs. And so I sent my assistant, who I'll always love, across the street. Can you find me a dress? She was like, they only got blue dresses. I was like, it's fine. She brings a blue dress up and get my makeup done. We go downstairs and do the deed. Um, and so that lasted for about one and a half years and it went really left, right? And that's all I'll say, cause I think I'll always honor my husband, even if he's my ex-husband, but um, it went left and I started going to therapy hardcore, like for real, mm-hmm. um, I had like three kind of therapists and <laughs> did. And by the time I gave him the papers, I was already divorced in my heart. If I didn't do that process, then the divorce would have been traumatic, but I had to be done before I said, hey, I'm done um, because of the nature of our relationship. So my brother comes with the car. He rescues me out of the house. We get everything. We forget the freaking coffee maker. I'm still mad about that today. Um, Get in the car and I head to mom's house and I'm like, mom, it's over. And uh, mm. that was the beginning of the divorce process, and that process lasted up until last March. So about three years that process lasted.
1: And w- what was the the expectation when you got into the the marriage initially, or was it? I mean, like, what was your mindset
2: at that particular moment in my life? Um, I was moving into the speaking space. I had been so kind of. Uh, not tired, but I was just ready to move on from the music space. And so it was a lot of things that I was, I was contemplating. What is What does this new life look like? What does this next version of me look like? Mm. And, and I kept saying, if I'm honest, I kept saying, I need a covering. Like, how am I going to do this life without anybody covering me? My father's in his 70s. My brother is grown. Like, who's going to walk with me through this next chapter? And I think that reaching out to him in that way was, who's the man in my life that's going to rock? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's where I was in my head, in my heart. Um, that's kind of what led me into it. Yeah. Does that answer your question?
1: I think it does. I yeah. think it does. I, I really wanted to, because people get married for all types of reasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get the you know a good understanding of kind of what you were thinking when you went into it. And yeah. if you actually thought that it would go you know, the rest of your life or if you, you know, like, did you think it was really, truly any longevity in it or was that even in your mind at all?
2: No, definitely. Definitely. I thought there would be longevity. Um, If I'm honest, I don't think I did a good job of thinking it through. I don't think Mm. I did a wonderful job with that. Mm. Um, I think I was in a moment of transition and I think my moment of transition looked like panic. It looked like I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't know <clears throat> what to do next. Help. Mm. And I think it was very, if I'm honest, I think you could call it like damsel in distressy.
1: Okay. Okay. Like,
2: I don't, I don't know. Can you please show me like that? Um, and in my mind, that sounded like submission at that point and period in my life. That sounded like who am I gonna submit this next part of my life to? Um, and he was very good at seeing and uh instructing that those are his strongest points seeing and and instructing and I refer I refer to him as a visionary um Mm. and so I thought that he could see and instruct the next parts of my life and then my life went berserk and when you are a seer when you're a visionary and things go haywire and you can't see and you um and you have to be introduced to living life without sight, it gets difficult. And so I think that's where the disconnect began. We see differently.
0: Chrisette, you, you, you know, you're, you're an r and singer. So, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, <laughs> right, would you consider yourself like the hopeless romantic?
2: Is... Yeah, that's one of my tattoos.
1: Uh... It says hopeless romantic.
0: It says hopeful romantic. Hopeful. Oh, hopeful. Romantic. What's the difference?
2: I'm hopeful about romance. But I get the I understand the colloquialism.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Same deal.
0: Well, when I'm thinking about marriage, it's not you. The reason is this is an important conversations, because even as a culture, we're struggling for relationships. You know, I, it could be a, a myriad of things, too. You know, when you consider that, you know, whether how we raise the things that we saw. You know, the environment and the culture that we have. You know, we don't really have a marriage-friendly culture. You could probably tell by some of the recent RB songs kind of moving in the airways <laughs> right now. I'm listening, I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> but see, the thing about it is, you know, with with you, what do you feel like you were prepared mm-hmm. when you think about marriage from the what it takes to take it from start to finish with what you know now and what you've been through at that point in time. And I don't know if there really ever is a fully ready, but at least whatever the prerequisites that you would think you need to be ready and whole to take it and really struggle through and fight through what it takes to, you know, take a marriage to the end. Do you feel like you personally were there at that point in time?
2: No, my parents been married for 42 years um, so I definitely wow. saw great examples of marriage. I saw people fight through marriage. Um, everything, if I'm honest, that came into my life from the time I was in college, if I'm honest, was handed to me. I didn't say, gosh, I, I sure do want to get a record deal. Let me go and knock, bang down the doors of every label. It wasn't like that. It was we walked into the record label We sang, we did an audition, I got a deal that day. Mm. The same time I got a writing deal. So it was the first album I'm Grammy nominated, then I won a Grammy. It wasn't like a lot of difficulty becoming myself, Mm. right? So I didn't think about life in a fighting way. I was so naive to the idea of fighting because, because you have two parents that are together, so you take for granted marriages last
0: wow
2: yeah that's the backwards way of looking at it that's catalog. different yeah oh gosh
0: because you grow <laughs> up in a household mm-hmm. of success yeah it's like oh, this is easy
2: yeah oh Mad- this is, yeah Mad- I
0: mean my, my parents made it 42 years it's easy
2: mm-hmm. yeah they both were earners so we didn't have. we lived in uh, you know a nice place yeah um we catered to our community so it, it wasn't like a how do you survive? I didn't go into life with a, how do you survive? I went into life with, um, this feels good. You know what I mean? And that was what I knew. So I think I went into marriage with a, this feels kind of nice. Um, and remember I was in a panic state about life. Mm. And I think a lot of times, uh, in relationships, if we're in that panic state, I think sometimes we make kind of crazy decisions. Because we're not balancing our emotions with our future. Mm. I don't know if I thought through, like you said earlier, my future. I don't think I did a good job with that in the marriage space. Mm. Period. Like, period. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But what about after the fact? Like, after Mm -hmm. the divorce is done, are you still marriage-minded? Is that something that, that you, you know, often think about? Or, like, what are your thoughts on marriage from a general perspective now?
2: Yeah. Um, so I definitely think about marriage still um, and not in a romantic sense, uh, more so in a, are you interested in the long haul? Are you interested in really knowing me and all of my parts pause? And,
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> That's also part of the relationship. as well, it? Right. It's, it's a
2: part of the relationship. But if you jump to that part, the pause part, then you don't really get to know me. The issue is, is that when you practice this abstinence thing, when you practice like uh, a life after Christ, a lot of times the panic is as a woman, you have to have a covering. And how can you be successful without being covered? You, it, it, This doesn't match what I saw my mom and dad do. My mom had my father say, no, Ned, I don't know about that. I'm telling myself not to do things and to do things that freaks me out. That really freaked me out. You understand? He walked me into the music industry. I was not thinking about being. I didn't think I wasn't. I didn't listen to R and B. It wasn't it wasn't a sound that I was, you know, interested in. So, yeah, the new mindset is, and my dad had to tell me this: "It's Chrissy. You can make your own decisions. It's okay. Mm. And if you do have a question, I'll be here. But you make good decisions." I think what I really learned from uh, marriage is that even though I made a bad decision, Mm. that I'm capable of making good decisions Um, and making a really, uh, maybe a a decision that didn't, that didn't, what's the word, Um, feed me or do well for me, showed me that I can do better. Mm. Sometimes trauma, you'll have to, you, you look back at it and you say like, uh, I'm so embarrassed, I'm so ashamed, I'm so frustrated. And then you go to therapy, and they say you have the power to not do that again, and you get to trust yourself that you won't do that again. And so I don't think I ever really trusted myself. I felt like my career, my life was built on other people's choices. So mm. when I started to make my own, I was like, I'm not doing a good job. Mm. You know? Wow. Yeah. So,
1: so so was the divorce? You know? Because it used to pretty much a year and a half just. Mm-hmm. Not an ideal situation. I'm, I'm assuming emotionally and everything that comes with the relationship. So was it the you choosing your ex-husband or was it other like another issue that was underlying that was the real cause? I of- think
2: it was another issue. okay yeah, I think I think I think you have to be I hate when people say this, but there has to be a measure of healing before you approach somebody else broken. You can't just be walking in the stuff. Hey, excuse, excuse me. I'm broken. I would like to know if you will marry me, please. Like that's yeah. not nice, <laughs> and that's definitely what occurred. It was like I am really scared, and I want you to walk with me because I'm petrified. That's not fair to him. That's not fair to my intellect, and that's positively what happened. And then uh, I did the inauguration exactly one year after we got married what man can handle that? I couldn't handle it. How could somebody else? And so then I was really scared. Right. And instead of choosing fear, finally, I'm like, oh, let's not choose fear. Now let's learn a lesson here. Right. On this juncture of life. And when I began to learn lessons, the lesson was Chris, you're enough. Like you can think you can choose You can um, uh, uh, make up good ideas. When you're in the industry for 15 years, you kind of don't know that. Mm. Um, You kind of hear a lot of you sucks um, often. And so this, this, this thing that we walked into a year in really had to make me go to therapy for real, take a look at myself and see what the hell was wrong with me. And when I when I looked at myself, I, I knew that I was petrified of rejection and petrified of making decisions for fear of not being accepted. So, mm. yeah, I think that was the underlying thing.
1: That makes sense. OK. And so you you know, you said some good things. I mean, for you to have married the the, the man. Right. Mm-hmm. You something about it was good. He so made you
2: it's good choices. Right.
1: So you mentioned the good choices, yeah. the structure, just this visionary leadership. Right. Which you could be extremely attracted to. Okay, so how many women do you think just if you had to throw out a number, just women who are in a situation where they are not quite confident in themselves, maybe they're having some issues with self-worth and, you know, trusting themselves to make the right decisions. How many women do you think are in that situation when they choose to be committed to that man because he potentially will provide all of those things? This man will Mm. potentially fulfill all of those holes that they actually have versus them going back and taking a look at self and fixing some of those things?
2: If I get to to speak to the uh, entertainment business, um, most of them.
0: Wow. Most of of the ladies in particular in the entertainment business.
2: Yeah. We're told we're not enough every day, Uh, all day. Uh, Our our bodies are picked apart. Um, And I hate excuses. I'm from New York, so excuses I don't enjoy. But this is an excuse. We're told... We're not beautiful. We're told we're not enough. We're told our singing voices. This we are literally picked apart as mm. a, for a career. Our career is to sing and be applauded, and if we're not applauded, we didn't do a good job. So it's this constant um, being held up uh, against people's standards, and so you want somebody at home to say, "Hey, you're enough," and that feels really good. That simple of a phrase, "Hey, you're enough," or Hey, here's a great idea, and you do it really well. Mm. When a man tells you that and you're constantly being told you're not enough, if he can see, I see that you're really good at this, and you do that for him, and he and he affirms you you're attracted to that. So I think a very large percentage of women in the entertainment business look for affirmation from men.
0: Wow, yeah, wow, and that's really a validation. It's probably mm-hmm. even more so what you look for, That's validation right. from the men, validation from your audience, mm-hmm. validation from everyone around you yeah. to pretty much know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And when you're not receiving that, you can then feel empty.
2: Yeah. And so get canceled after that. Right. And then you say, oh, my goodness, everyone hates me. Now what? Mm. And the now what is where you figure out how to be OK with yourself? because now you have no choice. Like now it's not just your ex or your boyfriend or your uncle or your cousin. It's seemingly in your limited sight, everybody. And you don't freaking die,
3: mm.
2: right? So let's go ahead and see what living is like. And that's when I began to like take chances, like literally right there.
1: Right. First yeah. One, yeah. Right
2: so, oh, on that I was oh come on. <laughs> no. Not Wait, an applause, I had
0: to give a round of applause. A little
2: validation, honestly. People, people, I'm, I'm not sure
0: I if did people validate, I did validate that <laughs> statement right there. But no, I, listen, you're talking from the heart right now. Yeah. I feel this, this message. This is not just you know, you just kind of just saying some words right now. This is you really getting deep with this, which is our light. This is what we're doing, Harley Initiated, by the way. Y'all see what's right. going down right now. That, I mean, yeah, right?
1: it's, it's just kind of crazy because not many people can understand, you know, what it feels like to be at the center of attention from every media outlet, every like family, friends, everything. Because um, that, that happened to me, you know, mm. Some well, you know, obviously not on the same level. Right. Mm. But, you know, I've said some things online prior and uh, man, you talk about going viral, mm. double, triple, quadruple viral for something that, you know, very small, you know, very small amount of time, right? You talking about something that maybe you communicate over 30 to 60 seconds, Mm -hmm. something that's interpreted, you know, a thousand different interpretations, none of them quite exactly what you intended it to be. Mm -hmm. And the thing about it is so extensive because people who've known you for your whole entire life, their whole entire life, they now, after 60 seconds, they even view you different mm-hmm. and it's like you're talking to family and friends like no no, no you know me right, right. you know me <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness
4: exactly
1: so I, I know the the exact feeling and when you when that happens
0: mm-hmm.
1: i can just imagine it's a whole nother route you can go yeah then just you know tightening up your, your belt and then going to make some changes yeah. so i really salute you on that because it's <laughs> i could imagine i already know you get the text hey you okay you know, hey, yeah. what's
2: going on? But the texts are like from, uh, China and like, j- j- Brazil and, uh, and numbers that you don't have stored in your phone, mm. and um, they're not asking if you're okay. So yeah, no, it's and I like how you said, you know, do you know me? Right. <laughs> you know, have you ever met? Um, I think that was the first thought was like, have I ever? meant anything. The nice thing about spending uh, time without attention is that now you become yourself without asking anybody what they think. Mm. That is freaky. Like, no one cares if I become a better person. No one's watching to see what I'm going to do next. Wait a minute! (laughs) I'm going to wear pink the whole week, and no one gives a sh... It was... I'm not going to use the word liberating because that's so rude, but it was eye opening mm. that I could do things without asking. Mm. It was freaky. And I kept doing things like um, eating fruit for a week without posting it anywhere mm. and knowing that it happened in my head and not wondering if anybody thought it was okay.
3: Mm.
2: And I kept doing things that made me better. I got my yoga license, like certification and opened up a yoga studio. I didn't ask anybody if that was okay. And that place became a place of healing for me because even if nobody came, because I was like, I'm not putting this all over the internet and social media. Cause what if somebody comes in and does mean things? Mm. Um, And I would be in this beautiful yoga studio literally doing yoga some days with three students or by myself or with 40 students or by myself the next day. My piano was in there. My, my writing tablet was in there. And, um, it was little things like making up a yoga sequence and putting it to like hip hop and techno if I wanted to, Mm. and not asking and people coming back again or like teaching, uh, uh, a belly dancing class with one of my friends and not asking and people coming back, I realized that someone likes me. I know it's so corny, very Disney, but like somebody likes me. For me, I didn't sing to anybody today and you still like me, that was a surprise. I didn't know that that was a thing. And so I I got introduced to a person that a few people like, and then I decided to just be her. So
0: So that was like one of your first, the moment in your life where you really started moving and living in this non-validated way where you were not seeking the validation of others and finding happiness and just the things that you personally enjoy to do. And this is, was this during or after your marriage when you started experimenting with these different things?
2: This was right, right. Well, remember the marriage was only 15 minutes. So this was like the last five minutes of it. Like the last third, mm-hmm. got gotcha. you. Yeah. So pretty
1: much the relationship was over, and you going through these si- this situation.
2: Gosh, the relationship relationship was really a, a year and a half. So the last six months.
0: So, oh, wow. Let me ask this though, because essentially, okay, you have when I, I can imagine if you got you know parents that have been married for forty two years and you tell them you are getting a divorce, it's probably like what the hell is going on over there did what like what kind of counsel you know how did that conversation go with, you know mama pop
2: yo so many smoothies so <laughs> much kale like and them eating it with me that i know that sounds ridiculous now you got to remember my mom was the the holiness lady who wore all, all skirts to no makeup and spoken tongues instead of english at all times <laughs> and my dad is like stevie wonder junior who loves people and teaches in jails right? Like the whole freaking happy family. Wow. So for them to accept me back into their house as this girl who got a divorce was another one of those moments where I was like, I, I, I'm okay. Like, Mm. even if I make mistakes, I'm still loved. Cause most Christian parents you hear would be like, Oh, we don't believe in divorce such a, such and we don't like believe in divorce. It's not a entity that we, you know, write books about on purpose but if it happens will you still love me was the question Mm. when i tell you they still love me and they ate my stupid smoothies until i felt better and my dad would come sit on the side of my bed and just i'm here it was crazy i didn't even know they loved me that much until i completely failed
0: wow yeah so that deepened the relationship with you and the parents yeah beautiful yeah
2: we're a fried chicken, black
0: eyed peas kind of family. Yeah, family, family.
2: <laughs> yeah. I get yeah. it.
0: They had your back. Was So when you, because I think this is very important. Mm. When you run into these times where you potentially about to make the biggest decision, I think of divorce, probably even a bigger damn decision than the marriage itself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you consider that, the person you go to for counsel in that moment mm-hmm. is heavy. Yeah. Was who was that person at that moment?
2: I was one of my pastors. Okay. The marriage counselor at my church.
0: Mm. Got it. How'd that conversation go?
2: Oh man. Okay. Um, darn.
0: Blanking out on that thing, Hans.
2: No, no, I never I, I honor pastors and I don't want to put her business out there. Okay. Um but I'll say this. It was one one third pray about it. Okay. Another third, honor your husband. And the other third was friendship. It wasn't personal. I in that moment I needed like a personal person mm. to be like, girl, you I. I didn't have that person. Got it. I had pastors. I had leadership. I had intercessors. I had elders. I had all the stuff that you have as a Christian. Mm. I didn't have my niggas. Yeah. (laughs) And I needed that. Right. I didn't smoke no weed. Like if it was up to me, if it was up to me, I would have just drank or like got reckless or like spent all my money going to Brazil, right? Yeah. And turned up. And I didn't do that. Look, I'm banging my face. I should have did that. <laughs> but I didn't. So that's what made it like lonely. Mm. Cause I chose like, you know, let's keep a holy route. tatted it up. Let's keep holy. If I didn't, I think Divorce it would have been so much easier.
1: Was there a point or a point that you a point that you reached where you knew in your mind it's confirmed? This is what I'm I'm about to do.
2: Took so long. Mm -hmm. Right. So it was that therapy where I knew I had to go, but the whole like, and now I'm ready to to like send you these papers took me like a year. Wow. Yeah, because I didn't want to dishonor marriage. That was freaking me out. Yo, I was in my word like, okay, let's call with this again. Yeah, <laughs> we got this one freaking scripture that's <laughs> supposed to help me figure out my whole life. And um, I'll tell you what, 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 what sentence helped me. Mm. It was, where were you when you got married in your spiritual walk? It's a cop out. Yeah. But where were you in your in your in your spiritual walk when you got married? Do you think God told you to get married? Lightweight cop-out, but I don't think he told me to do that, Mm. right? And um, that was where the prayer, like, that was the prayer, like, Lord, do you rectify this, this experience or do I walk away and try again? That was the hardest question. That was the hardest prayer. That was the prayer where I was like, I don't know if you're interested in that question. That was the hardest part.
0: So see, now you're getting into this place where you're in a turbulent relationship.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You're now unhappy, Mm -hmm. right, in this place. And you're starting to have these thoughts of divorce. Mm -hmm. What's the right way to go about it? Because trust me, Mm -hmm. it's over a thousand people watching this right now. And somebody, whether watching it now or will watch it, is in this situation Mm -hmm. where they're thinking about divorce. They wanna talk about the divorce. They wanna initiate the the divorce. And how would you give counsel? What's the best way to go about it? Because some people just go ahead and get a lawyer up. Some people sit down and try to have a conversation. Some people go to their council, their board of counsel or go to their niggas and have a conversation like you described. What should you do in this time when it's really in your heart that this is what I need to do what's when it's the best really
2: in your heart right First investigate your heart okay right what what what's really in my heart okay let me let me piece that together so that that was the first step was what's in my heart before I even talk about divorce because I heard a hint of it somewhere in the atmosphere what's in my heart and so the first thing for me was let me inspect my heart. Lord, show me my heart. Therapists, show me my heart. Psychiatrists, show me my heart. Psychologists, show me my heart. Every person that looks at hearts um, that's legal, right?
3: Yeah. Let's
2: take a look. Um, After that, there's this like, I'll just say it like this. How I was raised is you go to the person first. You have a conversation with them and you try and suss it out. After that, I think it's a beautiful thing to speak to a trusted like-minded individual. So a trusted like-minded individual that rocks with the same type of values as you bring that person into the conversation. If that doesn't work out, then it's about bringing your elders, your leadership, the people that are, are walking you through life together. You know, it's about bringing them and having them take a look. If the experience or the situation cannot be spoken through, rectified, fixed after so much counsel. Yeah. Then you can split ways. Right. That's how I put it. I I would say that in friendship, I would say that in fellowship. I would say that in any type of relationship, it starts with a one-to-one, mm. then bring in somebody like-minded them bring in leadership. And if that can't be fixed, y'all can't walk together in agreement, then you have a crazy decision to make.
1: Yeah. That that one-to-one conversation that you're talking about, Mm -hmm. is that, you know, hinting at there's some issues that may cause, potentially cause a divorce or is that more so a direct conversation? Like, Hey, this is not good. This is what I'm considering.
2: Yeah, it's both. So I'm not going into detail about what happened in my relationship. I wanna be super clear about that. And I'm not going into that detail because I don't think it's right for me to talk too much about somebody who's not here to um, speak for themselves. right? So it depends on your situation. I can't speak for what everybody's going through in their relationship, um, but my advice would be yes, have a conversation sometimes conversations are more than difficult. They might be impossible. Mm. That's a thing. Um, not being able to speak to someone. Uh, that's an actual issue that some people go through. And most of the times when you absolutely cannot get through something, it's because there's a language barrier, mm. right? And so for us, there was a language barrier. Um, and so conversing or, or talking through something um, and a lot of times when you're dealing with somebody and it's an innocent language barrier, you begin to say, okay, how can I speak differently? Okay, what, what can I do to, to try and be understood? What's wrong with me that no one can hear what I'm saying? What's wrong with my thought process that that every word that I say is turned into a different word? Did I say that right? And I begin to question my sanity. I began to wonder if something was wrong with me and so when I say I went to therapy I was going to therapy to make sure I was sane and I would be like so I'm going to say a sentence to you and I want you to tell me if I said what I said so that was cognitive behavioral therapy how do I say things and I'm and am I and am I saying what I think and when I got confirmation or validation from that therapist. I went to the next therapist. Okay. I want you to evaluate my neurology, Am I ADHD. What? So I found out I was ADHD. I said, okay, okay, it's me, it's me. And I went to the next therapist. Y'all think I'm kind of dead serious. Then I went to the next therapist and, and I kept sitting with people so that I could inspect myself. And when I was finished inspecting myself, I was like, I gotta get the F out of here. Yeah i got to get out of here. I'm not a bad person. And I think that's the part that freaks a lot of women out is with this, I need to be validated culture. Some of us feel like we're not good people. And so sometimes we got to sit with somebody and they have to tell us psychologically, you're not a bad person. Mm. Uh, Language wise, I can understand you. Sometimes we have to pay for that. And I paid for it with therapy. Yeah. And then and then and then my counselor in church
0: i, I want to notice too because you said you were in a place of panic mm-hmm. when you made your decision mm-hmm. so when you think back at it could there have been a person mm-hmm. that in the world out of these seven billion people walking around probably eight billion now but could there have been a person that you could have paired with and potentially fought through this if the compatibility was there or because of where you were, could there have been no right person mm-hmm. at that point in time with you making that decision?
2: I love questions that start with could, right? Like could there have been like what if?
0: Noted. <laughs> oh Wait a minute. turn my sounds up over here, man.
2: No, that wasn't a dig. I love those because there we go.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love that
2: because you get to play with what you wish would have happened. Yeah. Right? In that moment, I needed a hug. In panic, I just need somebody to hold me. Got it. So when I say I should have walked out, I should have just walked out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hey, excuse me. Can you hold me, please? And left it at that. If you're in the middle of panic and somebody loves you anyway, don't marry them yet. I said it. Oh. If you're in the middle of a panic and somebody loves you, wait until you're not in a panic before you marry them.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. It's like, don't don't yeah. make decisions when you're hungry.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just Same a lot again. of
1: stuff going on. Yeah. A lot of stuff impacting mm-hmm. what you're thinking about.
2: Yeah. So somebody who's like cozy and comfy and, and nice to snuggle up to. Yeah. That would have been the perfect thing right there. Person right there. I wish I had a cozy man to snuggle up to in that time. <laughs> Wishing. We're wishing,
0: right? We're wishing. Mm. No, no, no. We're, we're wishing. I like where we're going with this. So let me ask you because because I think this is all important because it's phases and timing is so important in these relationships. Mm. Timing is so important. I told a young lady, listen, update. Uh, I said, if you would have met me three years ago, it mm-hmm. wouldn't have worked. Okay. But I'm in a different place. I'm a different man. Mm-hmm. What if you got, I'm going to try to put a could in here because I know you like them coulds. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. It was
0: fun. What if. There was a way mm-hmm. that you guys could have just cozied up in a season
3: mm-hmm.
0: instead of eloping and being the hopeful romantic that you are. We just cozied.
2: Okay, I'm gonna say something bitter.
0: Okay, let's. Oh my god. For goodness. all
2: of my women who might be bitter about something. Okay. Right. Um. We weren't cozy.
0: Got it. Yeah. Got it. That's not bitter. That's. I mean, that's just pretty honest. Yeah, that's just how some rela- some relationships are not cozy. Okay,
2: okay,
0: cool. That's okay. Okay, it's my
2: first time doing this.
0: I get it. <laughs> I mean, that's real. And this yeah. is this is your relationship and your story. And and just to get clarity on cozy, when you say cozy, you mean you just you're describing a masculine energy that would you say provides you this level of safety and comfort?
2: No, I mean we didn't sit on the couch together and hold each other.
0: Oh. It was more
1: so what <laughs> it was a, so now I'm confused. First of all, Chris uh, said,
2: Cozy, you no, no, no. blanket. I have a oh, I, okay. I have a Snuggie in the back room. I'd really actually I got you. Like cozy. It's the physical
0: touch. Yeah, okay. I need you know a I'm saying? physical
2: touch. Touches my love language. Touch
0: me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <serious>. Take note, <laughs> fellas. Okay. Take note. Like when you meet me, like put your hands on me. I'm dead serious. Some some people don't. I need to feel that you're warm, that you have blood in your veins. Um, I need to smell you, like, mm. like I do. I need to experience your energy and your existence.
0: I like this. Jesus
2: Christ. Okay. How be in a relationship and you ten feet away? Mm. Why y'all laughing?
0: <laughs> they gotta get cozy around here. So like I'm saying. I, she honestly, let us know what she like. I'm the same way. You know, I honestly thought I was going crazy, because you most of
2: my therapist.
0: You know what? <laughs> Send me the damn info, okay? I'm listening. Because I had, I remember this. I'm general, like I'm very, you know, in like what's is, is the word? Intimate. Affectionate. Affectionate. Mm. Hey, my man, right there. I'm very affectionate, mm-hmm. right? Most people wouldn't even guess that. So I'm very touchy.
2: It's very clear.
0: And it is. Yes. Very, right? Mm. In a, in a, like in time, And not even knowing, like, mm. even not even, you know, not intimate. Just, I'm, I'm just kind of like that. It was one young lady <laughs> I was dating. And she did not like that. Mm. She was actually my lady, Um, it was like, some years back. And she was the only young lady
3: mm-hmm.
0: that I dated that did not like physical touch and affection. Mm. And I remember she would make me feel wrong for it. Like, oh, you know, like all that. And I remember like, what the fuck? I remember how uncomfortable I felt in that relationship. Mm-hmm. We break up a few years later. Funny thing is I'm with Ryan, run back into the young lady, and she actually cracks a joke. And the funny thing is she's attractive young lady. I'm even looking at her years later, mm-hmm. kind of almost pulled a U, like, looking like okay, mm-hmm.
3: you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, 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 right. I'm looking like, Okay. <laughs>
0: But then she cracks a joke. I hug her whenever the, she cracks a joke. And she says, Ty, you, you know, I don't like all that hugging and touching and stuff anyway. And it just instantly reminded triggered. me of that. Oh, I was triggered. Instantly reminded me of, oof, you cold ass. Like This is <laughs> like, what I'm thinking in my mind. But I see what you're saying, though, to some people that is very a hey, shout out to all my physical touch. You know, uh, affectionate folks touch. in the in the chat right now. We probably need to drop the poll right now on the love language right now in the chat. We gotta feel the temperature, the people up in this joint right now.
1: Listen, we got whole comments are saying "touch me,
0: touch, touch me."
1: <laughs> Yo, drop a "touch <laughs> me" in the chat right now if you want to get. Hey, touched.
0: drop a "touch me" in the chat. It's <laughs> hey, it this, this getting real R and B right now. This episode five, five, right now. Six, two, one,
4: eight. Psych, I'm just playing.
0: I was about bye, to bye, say, bye. don't do that. No, don't no, do that. No. we got our people are engaged. Your phone about to go crazy she right, now. Call right now. All
3: right
0: <laughs> now. Well, look, that's so it's funny. A lot of touch me's are jumping up in the chat right now as well. Mm-hmm. But that's very important to you. So, did you communicate that? Because obviously, those are needs. That's a that's a basic human need, and obviously, that's you know, honest. I think that's actually pretty common amongst women to even you know want to be touched. But I mean, when you communicate or did you even communicate, you know, that you that that was something that was important to you?
2: Yeah, I like how y'all's idea is that
0: if you say it, it can change things. (laughs) Mm. I didn't say that, but what I do know, a lot of folks don't even say what they want to change. So it could be it could be. It could be a problem on one end or the other. <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? No. Yeah. Well, because
1: it sounds like.
2: I awkward. understand what you're
0: saying. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because listen, a lot of times y'all ladies don't be communicating as good as y'all think y'all be communicating. Because mm-hmm. sometimes.
2: I be having all kinds of costumes. I be having mm. all kinds of dinners cooked. I be having all kinds of oils on. I be having all kinds of foot rubs ready. I'm very touchy-feely.
1: So you know, all Even those things do communicate, though. Huh? All those things are communication. It's that- one
2: way. And then I might say, may I put my hand here? Would you put your hand on top? And the answer lets me know how you feel about that. I'm very verbal because um, I'm always thinking about, like, how people guard themselves. So you guard yourself with your eyes, your ears, Right. Like, what do I have to get through in order to in order to communicate with you? Um, and so words is one way. And um, I definitely use those. I just didn't I don't think I could get through to him.
0: Yeah.
1: You got to be very present to mm-hmm. pick up on those things. You know, you words. come in the house, you do spend all day working. Mm-hmm. You come in, you see your lady looking a certain way. She's smelling good. Mm-hmm. You got to be. Your mindset has to be, hey, paying attention to my woman to kind of figure out she might be communicating some things. Mm -hmm. Do you you find that? Because, I mean, I'm assuming now you date. Do I date? Yes. Okay. So do you find that men, when you initially encounter them, they're, you know, up and ready for the challenge to be very present and then that changes? Or have you found that just the average people aren't very present to kind of the subliminal messages?
2: I find people are present. I don't think it's incredibly normal not to be present. I think that people are engaged. I think that if you notice attraction, that it is attraction. Um, I think we have to be here in order to experience people. And a lot of us are still in the past, or maybe some of us are in the future. Mm. I think a lot of people are present, especially if you are. Like, if you decide that I'm going to be here with you in this moment, and I'm going to just be perceptive, and I'm going to stay curious, and I'm going to have so much fun just being with you. Mm -hmm. um, I think most people do that. I think we're born curious. I think we're born inquisitive. I think we're born wondering what, right, from day one. And I don't think that changes unless we have a traumatic experience in our curiosity. So Mm. you discover something that's not good, the fire is too hot, and you don't take your hand off fast enough, and you get burned, you might disengage because you find out that curiosity is dangerous. So. I try and notice when I'm meeting somebody who has lost their curiosity, but sometimes if people are enamored, which is not curious, it's something else, you might mistake it for curiosity. And so when, again, when you're in the entertainment business or when you're just a human being and somebody you think is curious is enamored or infatuated, they've missed out on the whole process of curiosity.
0: Mm. So I think
2: I've been fooled or um, misdiscerned or incorrectly discerned someone's uh, um, interaction sometimes, and when you're very used to, uh, how do I say this? People being enamored, you can mistake being enamored with you for people being curious. Mm. So you might think, well, if they're knocking on my tour bus, they want to say hello. And it's like, no, they don't really mind about saying hello. And they're not trying to get to know you. Chrissy, they want something. And it might be a nice thing that they want, but they probably don't want to be in a relationship. Mm. So I think I've met a lot of people who are enamored um, and mistaken it for curiosity. Does that make
0: sense? Absolutely. (laughs) No, no, I'm dead serious. I'm 100% a lot of times too. Mm -hmm. And you know, as a man, I can make the mistake Mm. at being enamored Mm -hmm. and thinking I'm actually curious about being in a relationship with this woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I figured that out. It's like you see a beautiful, pretty flower Mm -hmm. in the ground and what we're supposed to do is look at it and be like, man, that's a beautiful flower Mm -hmm. and keep walking. right? But instead, what I do is I look at that and say, damn, that's a beautiful flower. and I grab it by the stem, Mm -hmm. rip that shit out the (laughs) ground, Mm -hmm. all up out its roots.
3: Yeah.
1: Slip <laughs> all the break Snip the damn out. flower
0: <laughs> and then put it right back down and walk. Yeah. And that's I have cool. less I have left the flower in a worse condition mm. than I actually found it before. Yeah. And that's what happens when you can mistake those two things. Yeah. So trust me, I know what you mean.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm you afraid can I've done that, that
2: too. I have a song I wrote years back called Boys Cry Too" because it's about me picking up the flower, smelling it, and throwing it back on the ground. I mean, those aren't the lyrics, but it's that same concept. It's like, did I look at him and say, oh, he's such a great decision maker, or he's so unafraid to be a visionary? That can be a thing. Maybe I should have just said, hey, can can we work together again? Can you make decisions about, I don't know, how to put my show together? Um, But it was like, this is a flower who's really smart and really... Uh, not afraid to make choices, bad or good ones. He's just really good at saying, this is what we're doing. Um, maybe I should have just asked him about that particular quality. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: You know, I got a question about that because, you know, speaking of that, you got two people that are involved in a relationship, mm. you know, when it's going good or when it's going bad. Do you, did you spend any time thinking about, you know, your ex and kind of what his experience might be during the process? Or is it just, I'm focusing on myself because that's in the past.
2: Have I spent? Yeah. Yeah. We talked on a pretty regular basis. Again, this was somebody who I didn't really know how to talk to. Mm. Um, so there was, there were, there was conversation. Um, I was the primary breadwinner. And so making sure that he was stable when I left was uh, very important uh, to both of us, and so that kind of uh, gave me some peace. Like he's going to be okay if I'm able to make sure he's good in this predicament. Um, so my answer to that question is yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's wild, though. Is, is that unusual? You, you think for, for I, a woman to be open to making sure the the, the dude is straight when? Because I'm, because you said first of all, no, 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 go
0: back. That that's already unusual. Right, right,
1: right.
0: So that's not important to you to make sure that you're, you know, dating somebody that's making a significant amount of money. If you feeling it, if the love is there, if the energy is there, you willing to date a guy that makes less than you? If you feel like y'all are compatible in that way. Hmm.
3: <laughs> it's my, gift,
2: my gift made room for me. It really did.
0: Your gift made room for you.
2: I didn't expect to be making no hundreds of thousands of dollars on a regular basis.
0: But it happened. It happened. So now you're so in a situation. Hold, I
2: can't hold that against nobody.
0: You but some but wait, 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 people
1: forward. do
2: it. That's not nice.
4: Wait,
1: but that, I mean, when you look in a day, even now, is that not a part of the the criteria or the process to evaluate how financially successful or secure so, that person so might word,
2: be? The word husband to me means somebody who's able to steward what they have jurisdiction over or their territory. Right. Actual literal husbandry. Right. Mm. So the question is still and this may be naive still and I may need to pray about it or go to therapy. Is can you see what I have and feel responsible still? Like, can you can you take a look at all of this and 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 still be responsible, and make choices from a, a, a an unselfish place? Like, how do you make choices when I come around? How do you make choices when you learn about me? How do, how does me showing up change your morals? Do you have the capacity to be introduced to me and do good things?
3: Mm.
2: When you're a woman who makes a bit of money, your man has to come in and be brave enough to be a good freaking person. Like, I think it's called not being taken advantage of in the most simplest form. Mm-hmm. Um, that is traumatizing. Being taken advantage of as a woman who happens to make money, hate it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's done. Uh-oh. Because, you know, you breaking this down to me because your bar mm-hmm. at the beginning, when I started this whole joint, mm-hmm. was the divorce last longer than the marriage? Mm-hmm. Did it take three years because of that strange situation with income? That a lot of that play into why it took three years to close this thing out.
2: Yeah, actually, I never actually thought about that. Wow. That's cool. Wow! All well, jokes aside,
1: well, because if you don't have anything, like if you don't have money or assets or any of those things, is I, I would assume it's fairly quick. In fact, we had uh, the lead attorney said if you don't get, if you don't own shit, you could just do the divorce yourself.
0: And then yeah. on top of that, he also stated, "But see, this was another." And I've seen
2: thing. mad people do their own divorce, <laughs> so I'm like, "Mommy, let's just go do this joint."
0: No, no you didn't do. You no, got no, too no, much. No, to no, I,
2: I didn't no, realize. No, no. I, thought, but I you,
0: thought you try to do it yourself. I I was. I, that
2: was my intention. Hey babe, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's just let's just do this,
0: <laughs> go back to Vegas. <laughs> oh my god, that's bold. That's mm-hmm. way too bold.
2: Well, yeah,
0: it's not how it ended up going. Okay. But
2: I've oh. seen other people be like, Oh, yeah, we just in her sounds.
0: But you know, in my ideal situation, right? God forbid, please don't put no divorce in my yeah. future at all, right? No. But but <clears throat> if it goes down, mm-hmm. I want to sit down with my lady
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I want to be like, look what we gotta do to take care of one another, right? Mm -hmm. What needs to happen? Let's try to keep this away from the courts. Let's go uncontested. Mm
2: -hmm. Let's agree on- Uncontested.
0: Right. Trigger word. (laughs) Trigger word. And let's see if we can just come to terms, even though you're in this crazy ass, distressed emotional place and so am I. -hmm. Let's see if we can just avoid the courts, which ain't gonna make this situation no better for not one of us and agree on some things. What I'm hearing, Because you're not specifically telling me what went down, which I respect, don't. But I still am hearing some versions of you and your ex-husband having a rough time communicating Mm -hmm. to one another, whether that was your needs from the simplest things of physical touch or maybe even just in conversation, being able to really get across to one another. Now, I can imagine in When it's time to have a tough conversation like that, to avoid the courts and try to figure that out. Communication is a big part of that. Was, I mean, was my brother like, nah, I'm gonna get mine? Was it that kind of situation?
2: I wouldn't say. Okay. You have to ask him.
0: All right, well, the good news is he's right (laughs) backstage.
3: He's coming over
2: right now. I'm kidding, y'all.
0: We're working on that, though. He not. He not here. no Yeah, yeah, yeah. No work on that, please. Hey. I'll give you his number
2: right now.
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: I love that question, though. I mean, because what you're giving is food for thought for the audience listening. right?
0: Absolutely. I... What, if, because I mean, three years is, is not typical. That's yes, not typical.
1: And women are very successful. Women are making... You know, it's not unusual. Well, it is unusual for a woman to be the breadwinner relationship, but it's women who are breadwinners that are looking to get in the relationship, mm-hmm. and they're considering whether they should take the, you know, take the risk on a guy who makes less money.
2: Yeah, but- I think the main key is like marry a good guy. Like, chuck- it's it's, chuck it's hard. See it's harder. See. I don't know if it's that hard. It is to marry a good guy.
0: No, 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 no. I don't want to say that. Mm-hmm. Even if people are good people, man, when people are in a place of emotion and a place of survival, you'll be surprised because I've seen people when they go into divorce, their moral compass just shift where they feel like they're doing what's righteous and what's best for them, which might be what is not what you want. Right. So it's not even a point of this is a bad person. Is this is a person that feel like they're being taken advantage of? So now they coming for you.
2: The check that I'm handing out is going to last longer than the divorce.
1: Wow. And so, long and therefore longer than the marriage.
2: So yeah, the perspective is like he walked me into a lot of epic things, right? I handled those things over 15 years. Um, I had like the crazy fun R&B girl experience. It's a freaking blast. I did the whole get married in Vegas thing. I fell in love with my college sweetheart. Like I'd rather flip the story to be beautiful because there's so much more life to live. Like this is not the end um it's actually hilarious when i wrote it in my book it's no you lion sis that should be the name of the book because when i look at my life and all the things that i have accomplished failed at gotten up from it's a shit show Mm. and god still loves me and i'm freaked out that i wake up every morning and get to look out at the sun and go to look up at the sky and be like, yo, you're not dead, bro. Because this should have made me lose my mind. It was during the world telling me that I was nothing, Mm. that I got a divorce. And I shouldn't have made it through that emotionally, mentally, spiritually, even physically. So I, I can't even like, as much as I appreciate being there for whoever may be going through something today, my thoughts and my, 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 what I'd like to say to them is like, write this down right now. Write it down right now and look at it like a story. Mm. Like, look at it like a chapter and let it be that. Don't let this be the last page. So I can't harbor anything towards him. I can't think too much about it like in seriousness because it happened. Like that was me who made those choices and had those experiences and they're done now. Um, So as I'm thinking through it all and as I'm thinking about like what I'll give him over the next few years, I have to think about what he's given me. Mm. Like it's so unfair for me to just say, and now I And I was a primary breadwinner, like that's not fair to him. Um, whether we ended on good terms, cordial terms, or bad terms, there's so much more to the story than the man you broke up with was a bad person. There's calculate every other thing that happened and let that be as beautiful as it was. And it's okay if the bad outweighed the good. But there was good. So I don't mean to flip it like that in an excuse, excuse kind of a way, excuse anything that you're saying. But I don't get to say it's all bad. That's just so unfair to life.
0: I'm I not think, mad yeah, at
2: that. I'm not uh, mad at that.
1: That's mature. Very mature. Uh, is the thing, though. I think that is unique. I think that is extremely unique. So I'm going to drop a poll. I'm going to drop a poll for the audience. How many women? That are making more money than they men. How many <laughs> women that are breadwinners? Breadwinners will be open to what? What is it called? Spousal support, alimony. What is it
0: called? It Could be all those things.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those kind. The,
0: okay. All the yeah. things. All of them. All of them. It just depends. <laughs> and, and yo, first off, bl- it's it's about that time for us to you know get the people involved in the conversation uh, as well. And what I want to do because I have I want to get you guys thoughts on the conversation that we having. What I'm going to do is talk to Chrisette here um, about this in particular, because this has been uh, a question that has come up on a few different episodes. And I think you got a very unique situation in the timeline, obviously, you know, that we discussed that you were married. And we've heard very unique situations from different people, right? Like we had Judge Lynn Toler on here, Divorce Court. Big shout out to Judge Lynn. She came on here and first of all, man, rp her amazing husband he actually recently passed away they made it all the way Mm. to the death do you part part right Mm. and and she explained the story on the second interview but in the first she really told the love story which she told the trenches of it as well Mm. which it was a five-year trench that she went through where she said she really didn't like him five
2: years straight i hear this
0: all the time Which, I, I know i know i know that, that's why i want to get there
2: michelle obama said that
0: michelle went 10
1: insane that's
2: right crazy. that's insane.
0: crazy
1: but what are do you doing on that period
2: but
0: i want to ask mm-hmm. like what do you think is the appropriate amount of time mm-hmm. that you should stick up in there and straight <laughs> duke it out you know what i'm saying Wait, so
1: that's for the hotline
0: for your marriage. That's what we, I want to talk about that with the hotline with the people. Okay. Okay. But I want to just get your perspective on that in particular.
2: When is healthy? We have to talk about healthiness. This is it would be unfair if we only talked about in most cases. Nigga, if you scared for your life, right? Right. That's a thing. That is. If there's a kind of abuse going on, that's a thing. It's uncomfortable to talk about because as Black women, we do not want to paint Black men as aggressive, abusive, violent. It's a stigma that we try to get rid of. So as Black women, we cover that. Um, But if you are in danger, literally, that's a real thing. And Mm. there are people that you need to go and speak to about that. But in general, I watched my parents be frustrated with each other for days at a time. Um, And they said that they don't go to sleep without sussing it out.
1: Oh, that's a good marriage.
0: That's a biblical principle right there. They
2: don't go to sleep without sussing it out.
1: We had uh, Pastor James and and, uh, uh, Miss Tiffany Yeah, they actually came on here, gave the seven relationship principles. Mm. And that was one of them.
0: It was. Yeah, it it, it was one of them. As a matter of fact, Ron, if you could do me a favor, can you please drop that link in there for the people? So for you, for those of you who don't know, if this is your first time on the show, we actually going to drop a link for you to come backstage right now on the initiation hotline. Hotline, And all you got to do is go ahead and click that joint. You'll be backstage. Be patient. We gonna bring you up. Turn your camera on. All right. Get us some good lighting. Right. And guess what? If you even turn your camera sideways, you go full screen Little tip right there. But I want That's you to look good. Counsel, by the right? way. I want you to look good. I want you to come back there. Ryan is dropping a link now. So, Ryan, let yes. us know, because I want to hear your take. Maybe you've been through a divorce. Maybe you going through a divorce. Maybe you thinking about it right now. But I want to hear your take. On how long you think you should duke it out? How long should you stay in one of those trenches before you go ahead and just pull on up out? And I like and
1: drop that link. I drop that link. I dropped that link in the, the, the chat. The link is guys. live, baby. Here, I'm going to read the super chat. Shout out to Cat Harlem says, I purchased my cars on Sunday and they were shipped today. I'm looking forward to this show. Shout out to Cat Harlem. Shout getting out to Cat those initiated cars. Facts. And check this out, guys. I dropped this poll. Ladies, would you be willing to pay? spousal support if you made more money than your husband now of course this is in the event of a divorce and i put very two choices okay absolutely and number two no way
2: <laughs> but you don't have a choice
1: it's, listen it is what they what they want to though okay, what they want to no i get that i okay. get that yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. you know i know the lady's not trying to give up no money they ain't got to give up but
0: May, may, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they say I wouldn't have made it without him. I wouldn't have got this bread. I wouldn't. You know, it's the thing. I
1: don't know. I think it's a select few women and men who would be OK with that, I think, because once you that's the thing, once the divorce comes out, the papers, the attorneys, I can imagine it's very difficult to stay in this level of evenness to where you being still receptive of how that other person might feel and well, all no, of the things you're, you're,
2: share, you're sharing bills it's responsible to make sure the other person's okay
1: no 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 I agree with you I'm I'm uh, yeah, with you I, mean, yeah. I just don't think the average person really well let I me mean, look we got yeah, 200 let's, I'm
2: interested. we got
1: 200 votes in this poll guys ladies would you be willing to pay in child, spousal support if your man made or if you made more money than your husband and 75% of people say no way. Oh man. Hey. This is 200, and, 215 votes. Yeah. Hey. So, I mean, shout out to you. Kudos keep, to you.
2: No, they keep it that in real. Not a flex. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, uh, this is the culture we're in. Wow, that, right.
2: that's kind of crazy.
0: It, I, it's honest.
2: Y'all was together though. sorry, I, yeah. I right. let me not be. He's still, no, a I agree with
1: He's you. still a man. He's still a man though, and I I mean
2: okay.
0: And see, women He's are harder man. on that. Women okay. are much harder. Like, women. Listen, the first thing because I've known I've known a couple ladies that went through divorces, particularly that made more than they got. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to a guy asking for anything, it's always but you a man. I, I want to get but you a man, but you the man. So it is this, you know, very strange concept when a man is now put in the position asking the woman for essentially what we would consider providership. I just throw a ship on there, but I feel what I'm saying. When now he's at the position of asking with the handout, our society is you are weak.
1: And not just the handout, it's negotiation because you got contested. So hey, I'm not happy with this. I, I just can't imagine. I need more. more. I want more. I just can't imagine being in that position. So I think when women are in that position, they look at it like, "Yo, this is weak. Like, what what have wow. you been doing?"
2: So then, how 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 are your boss babe? If if when it's time to hand over bread, you're not a boss anymore.
0: Great question. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, because a boss trying to. You know, a boss, that's the bottom pieces, line. A pieces. boss is a boss looking at the P&Ls like, hey, player, you ain't, you if know. If you
2: looking at the P&Ls then look at last year. Mm. Right? Like, you, I don't, that's crazy. I wasn't expecting that response.
0: Really? Really? Mm. You, thought we this, you thought we had this benevolent world just of just noble no, men think and that women. that we have
2: a, a, a culture of uh, alpha femininity. So if that's what's going on. Hold on, on break then that if alpha gonna-
0: femininity.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, that's a Break thing,
0: right? It's a thing.
2: I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a thing. So it's surprising that in this culture where we're calling ourselves boss babes and we're calling ourselves alpha women and we, this is a thing that we hear often, then why, when it comes to a relationship, are you suddenly no longer an alpha female? Like, wow, how does that work?
1: Well, I mean, that's the thing. It really doesn't work. It just kind of works when they feel like it. I think that's kind of the situation.
2: Yeah. And, it, and it's a touchy subject, and it's not fun, and it's not cool, and it's not a flex, and it's not something I would wish on anybody, and I don't consider myself an alpha female. But in this world, that's what we're looking at. So that's why I'm surprised. I'm surprised because the culture is, I don't need a man. Right. <laughs> I got this. I can do this myself. Well, what if he can't?
1: I like how you don't identify with, you know, that culture.
0: And hold on one second, just so we can bring some clarity here. Yeah. You close that poll out. I, I got, I got the link yeah. here, guys. So y'all come backstage, because again, I want your take on this, so we can move on to the next thing. I want your take on how long should we go ahead and stay in a uh, stay in a trenches in the trenches of our relationship. How long should we stick it out before you actually initiate divorce? I you went know, ahead and I dropped that in here. If y'all want to come through, if y'all ain't gonna come through, y'all gonna miss the chance to voice your opinion here. Harley initiated, and we are gonna keep it moving without you. See, I better come back I and mean, chop is, it up with us.
1: It's exclusive. I mean, I'm not sure they will ever get a chance to get in the in the room with Chrisette. So,
0: oh man, this is,
1: yeah, legendary.
0: It's a it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I'm you know what? Big shout out to you because you know I'm gonna be honest with you. By the way, I'm I was born in Brooklyn. Okay, 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 you was, know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Born He's born in Queens, okay. Yes. I'm I was old I'm I'm very with my ladies from New York, Jesus Christ.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm listening.
0: They boss babies. I, t- I typically even without the bag, <laughs> they just got the they boss in them. They boss. And I typically, uh, and I grew up. Let me tell. You, I love them, right? They're all of my family. They, the part of like, a lot of soaking. I love. Listen, I love <laughs> my New York ladies have raised me to who I am today. I'll give them that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Damn it, I can't do it. But I would say, Chris, I love your energy.
4: Thank you.
0: It's uh, you still feel New York. Mm-hmm. But you, have, you still have a, a very, you got that R&B presence. Okay, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got the Timbaland presence. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you ain't got the hard Timbaland boot pre- You know what I'm saying, though? Am I, mean, I making sense? I'm
2: listening, but you're hurting a lot of people's feelings. Oh,
0: my gosh. They'll be okay. They'll be okay. This is my, listen. This if, is my mother blanket fine. podcast. <laughs> listen, let's 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 not Will be a, a, a weak right? Easily I love offended it. I love people. It. I love it. I love it. Okay, this is just my thoughts and opinion. Yeah. Alright?
2: It's a beautiful compliment and I receive it and thank you.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, because, and that's not all, all, obviously, it's not all ladies from New York. You know, mm-hmm. some of my ladies have You know, figured out how to go about taking the toughness from the streets Mm -hmm. and still not letting it callous their hearts and their vibe (laughs) and their energies when they walk in. Wait, but New
2: York is such a beautiful place. Is what's kind of it's
0: no, it's very. It's a. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Period. That has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Mm. <laughs>
2: no, okay, so because I mean this is a
0: debate at this point.
1: Oh no. So, so, now, so look, we got the chat we got the the initiation hotline open, so we gotta get some ladies from New York. Hold on to call wait.
0: In. Oh my god, I don't wanna hear <laughs> that. Hold on wait. Actually we got somebody backstage now. I'm about to bring up Janet here. <laughs> Janet, what up, sweetheart? You are on the channel. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> How are you guys? What's How are you blessed. Up, yeah. We bless Janet. We're well, we gonna pop it off like this. Go ahead, give me your age, your location, and let me know your take on whether or not, how long you should stay up in that joint before you get up out of there and file for divorce?
4: Yeah. So I'm 35, Georgia. Um, and I was married for 14 years. And I wow. like what <laughs> she said, um, until it gets to the point where it's, just, it's unhealthy. Um, mm. It was very unhealthy for so many years. So finally, I uh, a couple of separations that we experienced. That very last time when he asked for the divorce, I no longer wanted to fight for it. I felt like I I fought for it for so many years, and it was already messing with my mental health.
3: Um,
4: and so yeah, once he said he asked for the divorce, that was on a um, on a Friday. It was a holiday that Monday. That Tuesday, I was at the courthouse, and I filed the paperwork. We did do it ourselves. Within six months, it was completed. Um, we didn't fight any assets. We I he basically I did all the work and I just we communicated well in that sense to where he signed the, the documents, he signed off on the child support agreement. Um the judge reject rejected it like three times, but then finally we got it done properly. But it took a lot of communication and a lot of patience um to do mm-hmm. it on our own. But James, I really I
1: really wanna I wanna confirm, Jan you said that you led the divorce proceedings.
4: He asked for it and I went and I got it done.
1: Well, and and Chris said, I'm, I'm curious, but did you lead the, the divorce proceedings for you? Like, mm-hmm. I, mean, I know you filed, but did you kind of was the the captain of kind of the process and kind of what things was happening and what things needed to happen?
2: Remember, We didn't communicate well.
1: Oh, OK. So,
2: you know, I, I'm curious. It, Our I'm, lawyers spoke well to each other.
1: Got you. Yeah. Got you. Got you. I'm curious, and this is really for both you and Janet, because um I think, you know, when it comes to handling business, that can say a lot about a man. Do, do you have any thoughts or or would you agree to that based on how a man would handle something like as serious as a divorce? You kind of evaluate maybe, I don't know, how manly this person might be.
2: Without question. Wow. How one person does one thing is how to do everything. Yeah. I will say without question.
0: Say less. Look, Janet, thank you so much for coming up in and letting us know your thoughts on that. Thank you for sharing with us, okay? Yes. Be blessed. Janet <laughs> said she was out. She
1: said, next day, I'm out of there.
0: Wow. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. You know what? So now you in this. It's, it's, it's interesting because now you're in this phase now. I want to know when when did when does the the bright side kick in, right? Because I imagine the reason you're divorcing anyway, the reason you say, I want to divorce is because you want to get to this new place, this new level of happiness, this new level of fulfillment. I can imagine while you filing, it still ain't hit. It, it still don't quite hit mm-hmm. on the day of file. Yeah, You going through courts, it's probably still not hitting, or is it? When does what you're looking for actually come to you in that process? Wow.
2: So, okay, so I started... I started dating, right? Um, and I, and I'm, I'm going to swing with that. I started dating about, about two years into after filing, right? Because I still mm. wasn't divorced. And dating was, <clears throat> I thought I was in the relationship with dating. I thought I was like excited about the person. I thought that I was fully there. It wasn't until the divorce was finalized that I realized, oh my God, nobody that I've dated got all of me like no one I wasn't fully there so that feeling I I don't know exactly how to describe it but Mm -hmm. that feeling that I I feel like you're referring to happened when I found out that it was over on paper I've been a businesswoman my whole life signing contracts my whole life so paper is like there's covenant and then there's contracts and contracts are binding so I felt finally free and unbound when the contract was finalized that I was no longer married. Yeah. Wow. That was a moment. And that that's happened. how much
1: weight is on you.
2: Oh my God. And I didn't even realize that much weight was on me.
3: Wow. Because
2: it's not until it's when you've been carrying something for however long, and then you're carrying the the weight of your career too, or whatever's going on in society with your name on your shoulders, you think that you're not sure which weight is heavier yeah until one is lifted and when that one was up that i said oh my god i'm gonna be okay
0: (laughs) that (laughs) weight was heavy would you actually actually hold off real quick ah he actually got up out there i see you back there kenneth come back in there i want to let kenneth back up i want to i really want to see my my brothers back here but go ahead ryan What, what were you about to say
1: what was i about to say oh so just in general when you i guess what would be your advice? If it, Would you advise just a man or woman to wait until everything is finalized before you even consider dating?
2: Yeah and no. So, I again, I need hugs.
1: <clears throat> okay, got you.
2: I need hugs. I need people. I need people. I need friendship. Like, I need that. And so I would say don't do anything serious. Like, someone else wanted to marry me and get engaged, and I was like, you're not understanding. Like, I'm literally on paper still married um so it wasn't illegal to 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 you know do whatever but i would advise to wait before you do anything serious i really would because you don't know what you're carrying like it doesn't seem like you're carrying a lot because maybe you're used to carrying that's a a good point but you don't realize it until it's done
0: that's a good point but see, you, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what's that face, Chris? That's my New York. I don't know if you serious. <laughs> no, I'm serious because okay. here's why I'm, I'm serious. Because you was getting divorced for three years. Yeah. yeah. That's a long ass time long to time. be not receiving intimacy, to not be receiving physical touch, to not be talking to somebody. I'm, I know a good brother that's going through divorce mm-hmm. right now. And even if you're going through divorce, that means that shit already been bad the few years prior. Mm-hmm. And then you got this part happening. He's like, yo, Ty. And I could tell he, it was like this level of guilt associated mm-hmm. with it. Cause this is a real good brother too. Yeah, Like very spiritually connected, got, you know, foundationally set. He almost like felt, I could tell it was like a, a level of like, almost he wanted to whisper it to me. Like he felt bad to tell me, but he was like, yeah, like Ty, I got a young lady that I'm, I'm talking to. We just talking though." You know, I, oh, we just—it's oh, not oh, oh, serious. because yeah. he—he's he's going through divorce. Wow. And but there's this guilt there, but he's yeah. like I, he's like I had to, I had to, man, because I just, you know, I, you just you just crave that conversation, like you just crave yeah. that intimacy the, from somebody so else. The, the
2: touch like the, the the hug is needed, but like putting your lips on somebody or like being in bed with somebody doesn't feel right. Yeah. What (laughs) (laughs)
0: run it back, Lana, run it back. Slayer.
2: Uh (laughs) Oh. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right.
0: It doesn't feel right. Because
2: you're definitely married.
0: So so there is a so
2: (laughs) you're definitely married.
0: Right. By law. By law. I can get it.
2: And law is waiting. But
0: But even so so even the whole engagement, the whole, you know, flirting and y'all touching. I'm a flirt. Uh oh!
2: Right? No, I am. I, there was no cheating involved. Okay. But I'm a flirt. Like I, I like people. Yeah. I I, I like making friends. Um, I had lunch with five people today. Like I, mm. I had nine people backstage at my last tiny, tiny backstage. I like humans, and so I think it comes off as flirtatious. I just I love. People, I like male company. I like female company. I just, I love people. And so that they call it loneliness, I refused to be lonely. Yeah, that that's whack. That's whack. Mm. You need somebody to talk to, and and it can't just be your girls. Like you need a masculine energy in your life to kind of see what you can't see as a female. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to not do that.
0: So you just had like. You were so was was the was the dating different during divorce or is it was it like just regular dating that you or was it this kind of you know almost like bowling with the the little boundaries on the side like where yeah.
2: <laughs> it was like it was like exactly <clears throat> it was like let's go bowling it literally was it was like what can we do outside where people can see us mm-hmm. right so it was like just just male energy it wasn't it probably it was more romantic than it was serious do you know i don't know how to describe it but that's We're, the perfect way is like bowling with the boundary
0: thing yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: where do you even meet dudes at and, and i ask you that because essence we had essence atkins on the show mm-hmm. and uh, she's i was so cool. she's, dope. she's incredible she's though she was saying which i was blown away by that she had an online dating profile and oh, i was like completely blown away by that no but
0: here's what's even crazier about her is she had a blank profile picture yeah with a bio in there
1: and you have to read i think to maybe the bottom to kind <laughs> like, of i guess get to know her and then you get the contact or however and you know you request a photo kind yeah, of deal. yeah
0: first of all if so, that brother if that brother had a blank blank profile photo man, and read the bio he was highly interested it, it ain't superficial motivated. right
2: yeah. i'm super friendly and i always ask if people are single everywhere okay. am i going I don't care. So is
0: that how he knows if you're interested? If you be like
2: I don't ask him if he's single. (laughs) Oh, you just kinda ask
0: around. You kind of
1: get the situation. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: But you are you always around people. Mm -hmm. You know, you you're typically like the guys that you would end up meeting and dating would just be in passing in like just the, the places that you typically are.
2: I'm very feminine and people pick that up. And if you have masculine energy, you notice me in the room. Same goes for me noticing men, Mm. it's so simple. And I hate that we overcomplicate it. If you have eyes and you're in the room and someone else is in there, (laughs) open them shits. Mm. This whole idea of like, there are no good men. Your eyes have to be closed. There are beautiful people every freaking way you look. You just don't trust it. We're petrified. We've been through too much. Mm-hmm. People everywhere. And so if you're <clears> curious <throat> enough, then you'll ask questions. And if people are brave enough, they'll answer them. And, and maybe you'll have to ask the same question again, but like people everywhere.
0: So. Honestly, spoken like a true player. <laughs>
2: yeah, is that what it is? Is
3: that what it is? <laughs> it honestly,
0: honestly you, see, because the people that get it, mm-hmm. so just by how you communicated that mm-hmm. you probably had ne has you've never really had problems attracting guys you've never really had problems you know attracting <laughs> relationships
1: is that, is that true
2: my dad vn for me up you understand i'm his little baby girl
0: as a dad should
2: so uh, you don't know that you're like not pretty or attractive or anything if your dad is like bringing you valentine's day gifts every year like my first song that i wrote was about my dad
3: mm, wow. so
2: i didn't have this like complex like i'm not gonna no one's gonna like me that happened in the industry that trauma was an industry thing that wasn't something that i was before i got into the industry the industry is a difficult place to navigate um But yeah, no, like walking into rooms is a blast. Like, it's so fun. And like meeting new people, finding out people's names, like that is like the point of life. It's why I travel. It's why I sing. It's why I hit the stage. Because every day I have an opportunity to say, hey, to somebody I never met. I love that. I love people. I really do.
0: Wow.
1: And at no point do you get exhausted with dating. Because we have a lot of young ladies that communicate that. It's like, hey, Mm. I've been dating. I'm doing all these things. It's taking a while. I'm tired. I'm not sure if I want to continue to do this.
2: Tired. Yeah, what part is making you tired? Right? Like really inspect that. Like what part is absorbing? Is eating the free meal? I said what I said, exhausting you. Is him asking you questions exhausting you? Or are you overstepping your own boundaries to be around him? Is that what's exhausting you? I think the tiredness comes in when you don't have any boundaries. But I will take this free mail and smile. Like, what is the issue? You want to know what's so crazy? Mm-hmm.
0: When, because you know, here's what I realized: your reality is so different.
2: Uh oh. Here we go. You know what? Of, this is my therapist. Just talk. I
0: listen. I'm just playing. Because listen, I'm. We tapped in mm-hmm. with this hardly initiated family. And I have heard some things that shocks. I'm I'm not even surprised anymore. Mm-hmm. So you'll be surprised that a woman might be tired because she running into the guys that's not even trying to give her a free meal. You know what I'm saying? Like- that's
2: crazy. <laughs> We're not doing that. We're not doing that.
0: But see, the caliber.
2: Why would you ask me out? First of all, I'm not approaching you.
0: Okay. But see, I can But see, you got this whole. But see, you got the you got the, the drawdown. You you see, you got that down. Yeah. You got the drawdown. You present, you flowing, you know. I
2: can't. It's all
0: majestic. <laughs> you know, you just, you drawing them in. Forget it.
2: Forget see, it. See, but
0: everybody don't know how to draw them in like that. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: I'm so embarrassed.
0: No, don't be embarrassed. I, I have love to it.
2: I'm it over
0: out my hand. No, this is your energy. No,
1: no. That's why. That's this. the feminine energy. Yeah. It moves
0: like that. Okay. It just keeps moving just like that. Okay. And then we see that and we be like, shit. Damn, And then we want to come towards that mm-hmm. at least a masculine man who pursues whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, especially based upon the rooms you're in, what you're around, the positions you put your place in, that has a lot to do with who pursues.
2: Yeah. I joke about, I <laughs> talk about that a lot is, is what rooms are you willing to stand in? Right. And, and sometimes that's the bar. Like, are you willing to stand by yourself at the bar and be beautiful? And just stand
0: there. Does Cassette do that? Dude? like you? Absolutely. You go to the bar by yourself?
2: Absolutely. And my phone is in my pocketbook. Oh, like, if, can, if you can gosh. sit, you, you have to be able to sit still in your own energy by yourself. And not be so stressed about what happens. It took me like, that's who I am as a person. In the industry, when there's cameras, you can worry like, okay, am I doing what I need to do for this particular audience, right? But, like, just sitting in your feminine energy is natural. You just have to be quiet and not worry. Mm. Like,
0: I think... Quiet and not worry.
2: Yeah, I think men are attracted to that. I
0: agree with that. But you you gotta understand, we live in a very loud and worrisome world. Mm. Anxiety is at an all-time high. So, quiet and not worried is very sexy.
2: May I say this to you? I'm diagnosed bipolar.
0: Jeez. Oh, je- all right. How,
2: which what, button you want to press? Is that
0: a red flag? I don't know. I'm trying to look for which button. Okay. See how we'll go how, how long have
1: you known it?
2: <laughs> since I started going to all those 58 therapists. Right? I'm like, you know. But I've known this since. Because my the other people in my family are also. right. So this whole idea of like. You can't master your thoughts or you can't master your experience. like when you're diagnosed ADHD or, or bipolar type 2, like the challenge is, how can I win at life? Like how can I win mentally? And I find that the way you win is by eliminating this idea that worry is a good idea. Like, it, it just doesn't work. Um, it's really a novel idea, right? Somebody came up with it and they really succeeded. But it does not work for me because my mind is programmed to worry. So, and then the other side of that is, like, can you be still for longer than 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. So yoga and meditation, like, saved my life. I didn't just do yoga for oh, I want to say I do yoga. Yeah. I had to. I had to in order to stabilize myself. So there's times when I'm on stage, you'll see a yoga mat like under my feet because that that stillness is so important to me. And yoga and meditation have been important in my life since I was probably about 24, 25. Wow. I'm
0: 78 now, so. I'm, I, mean, I'm, I love you. Yeah. You're you changing the narrative <laughs> for these new... You know what? I'm, I'm feeling different What'd about these new yoga women. Oh, my goodness. You know what? <laughs> It's Shout stripper. out to my New York women out here. <laughs> that, that's all right, it. Shout out. A round of applause for my New York. Maybe I was wrong. All right?
1: Chris said, let Chris me. Chris said me.
0: is changing the narrative. 1,600
1: out here. people in the chat, by the way. Hey. Chris said, so you got a couple of things going on. You got you operating in the, the dating world post-divorce. Mm-hmm. And then you also mentioned the ADHD, bipolar diagnosis. Mm-hmm. How much of these types of things are you revealing to the people that you're dating? Or have you not even come close to getting close enough to a person to kind of reveal some of this information. Remember how I was we
2: sitting at this table and you was like, I'm trying to figure out your energy. Like I let people do as much as they do if need to until I see steam coming out of their head. Then I'm like, fuck it, I'm bipolar. Okay. <laughs> it's not you, it's me. <laughs> because if like, it's it's almost clear to people, they just don't know what they're looking at, if I'm honest. So I I just help people out by being like, listen, I'm a nutcase, very typical light-skinned girl who does all the wrong thing. You know how they say, what do they say? If she, if she's whatever, she's crazy, like whatever, like I fit the bill. So I kind of give people like ease because it isn't that big of a deal. What's a big deal is it freaking me out. That would be ridiculous. Cause I already, I, it's me who's bipolar. It's me who is ADHD. Mm. So if I'm freaked out, how am I ever going to make any friends? I need to figure that out. Master it as best I can. I mean, this is you get one life to figure stuff out. Right. And then be brave enough to like still sit in my feminine energy. Yeah. Like now that I know this stuff, because this stuff is not the end of the world. Like we think that like, Prognosis, diagnosis, um, outcomes, all this type of stuff that worry makes us do ends the world. And it doesn't. It's just another opportunity to like become the better version of yourself. So I practice non-attachment. I talked about I talk about that a lot, like this whole idea of being attached to either what people say about you or or just outcomes in general. It increases your worry, so people are always like, yo, are you always meditating? And I'm like, bro, if I'm not, then you're not gonna want to be my friend. trust me mm-hmm. like I have to I have to intentionally be okay,
0: yeah, yeah, and you know, this is a phase of your life just for clarity and mm-hmm. for timeline's sake, mm-hmm. how long now have you been like a hundred percent free and clear of your divorce like when it was closed, the case was closed?
2: January. Yeah. Nine months.
0: Nine months. Did you celebrate?
2: Yeah. I I was freaked out because the weight lifted. It wasn't even a celebration. It was like just a rebirth. That's so freaky to say, but it was like, I'm, I'm, there's always this moment for me personally where I say, I'm still here. Like, because the craziest things happen as far as I'm concerned, because it's my life and we think our lives are insane. And and I get through it, and I go, oh, my God, I'm still here. Like, I'm always freaked out that I have another chance at something. Mm. That's so dope to me. So it wasn't a celebration as much as it was like, oh, my God, I can do something else. I can move on to the next thing. So that's what, that's what that moment was. It wasn't really celebratory. I had a birthday coming up, and everybody was like, how are you going to celebrate your birthday? You need to have a divorce party. And I was like, well, let's see what happens after this birthday finishes. I will celebrate later. So I don't know. Life is a celebration.
0: Yeah. 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 So with that, with that being the case though, because you have, you know, you now are nine months out now mm-hmm. dating now, mm-hmm. right? Is it, are you still dating with, you know, the, 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 the bars and the barriers on the side? Like what What is dating like for you now in this new period, in this new area of your life?
2: Yeah, I think it's just not being ashamed of those bars and barriers now. Like, I I think it's just not being ashamed of. But when I say bars and barriers, I mean, like, touch me, but don't touch me too much.
0: No, No, no. Well, see, when I meant bars and barriers, I meant you were dating while you were divorced and you couldn't really go there all the way. Like, I can imagine with the relationships that may have been in your life, maybe. And you let me know if I'm wrong. It was probably like a glass ceiling on it because you probably didn't want to go too far? Or am I wrong? Were you open to seeing what it could truly bloom into during your divorce while you were dating?
2: So that's how I, pro- I, I approach all relationships, like seeing what it can bloom into. Okay. Women, men, dogs, children, cats, like just computers. What can this be? Right. And I allow myself to dream. My, um my boundaries, are more so to guard my spirit. Right. So it's like, if I go in this direction, I don't know if I'll still be able to feel connected to God. Mm. That's super weird, but like, I'm really protective about my relationship with God because when you feel guilty or uncomfortable or icky, it makes your ability to like, hang out with God super uncomfortable. And you're like, God, you still Mm. we still cool. I don't like starting off prayers being like, are we, are we okay? God, like it's a waste of my time. So when it comes to relationships, like boundaries start at, will God be pleased with this moment? Mm. Um, And so that's in every relationship, cats, bears, people, (laughs) computers.
0: You mentioned earlier abstinence. Mm -hmm. Is that like a part of the journey right now that you're Mm -hmm. in in your life?
2: Hated it. (laughs) Okay. So I hate it. Hate it. I'm not God. I did not make up abstinence; it was not my idea. Yeah. If I was in charge, I would annihilate that idea. Okay. But I'm not in charge. Please continue.
0: So you abstinent. So how does that work in dating? Because how are you co- how, how long So oh, We got
2: to find
1: that out too. How I long did. you been abstinent?
2: Abstinence is my like thing, not in marriage, obviously. Okay. It's right my thing.
0: Um, I mean, at least nine months. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Gosh, that's so difficult. Um, without putting anybody on
0: blast. Okay, put their ass on blast, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I believe in being abstinent. I'll just say that.
0: Well, well, how does that? Does that? Do you notice that? Is it? Well, just curious. This your first season.
2: Sex is so amazing. I'm sorry. It is. Got track. Bump the bump there you go. Sex, Moving
0: on. I like that. <laughs> That's a track. It's coming up. Sex is
2: amazing. I love
0: sex. Sex is amazing.
2: Sex is amazing.
0: I'm sorry. It is. And, and it's hard not to have. Yeah. It's hard not to, especially what? when you feeling somebody, you liking somebody. The energy's there. This is your first season of your life where you're absent and while you're dating. No. I'm asking. No. Okay.
2: No, I've always been a hornball who can't have sex. Okay. I really don't understand what, what the point of it is, except that when I do it, I feel so connected. Mm. And then when I have to like walk away, it hurts super bad. I find that if I don't connect in that way, that saying, you know what, I don't know if this is right, doesn't feel horrible it's uncomfortable because you don't have that person to talk with anymore yeah um, but men hate me for not wanting to have sex
0: I can imagine oh this-
2: my gosh they hate me yeah when,
0: when did you
1: even fill them in on that like What are you telling
0: these guys
2: at first touch no yeah
1: really like you, you kiss or something then you like hey I hey hey like,
2: hey listen I have a song called If I Have My Way about this it's about abstinence people have created children to it but it's about abstinence wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> First <laughs> album. I had to. I had to set the record straight from the first album. Like, listen, I know it's gonna sound like this is all baby making music, but I promise you, like, that is not what I'm trying to tell y'all. Um, so if you listen to the words on a lot of my songs, it's like, bro, this is difficult. It really is hard. So no, it's not. It's not a new thing. And I, it's probably the number one reason. It's probably the hardest part of me. Solidify, solidifying relationships in 2024. What do you mean? Well, if there's no sex, a lot of people have a, like, throw up the deuces.
1: Oh, yeah. They
3: out of there.
2: Yeah. 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 So that, that's difficult. So I, I think that's like, and I hate to put it on, like, any type of religion, but I'll tell you one thing. Some people have been more receptive to it than others, and it's not always just a Christian community. Some people just respect your boundaries. I have found that. Um, yeah, but that's the hardest part.
1: Have you, have you, because, and I actually you this, because I'm actually absent as well right now, and uh, I'm just curious, because I haven't met many of my friends, anybody that, you know, is abstinent. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you run into men that are also practice abstinence, or pretty much they all are Only like
2: Only in my DM.
1: <laughs> I could imagine that.
2: Only in my DM. I'm yeah. like, you don't really exist. Oh my God, Miss Michelle, I'm absent too. <laughs> I'd be so mad because I think they might be telling the truth, but they live in like a far away place.
0: Do you do you like ask, answer the guys that approaching your DMs?
2: It depends.
0: You will so you so you reply to a guy I'm
2: ridiculously friendly. Mm. Like it's annoying. My friends are upset with me for how friendly I am. They're always like, Chris you're famous. Don't go over there. <laughs> it's just people are so fun. I'm so intrigued.
1: What's the boundary though? Because I'm with me. My boundary is to remain absent. Mm. I just can't have her to my house. That, that now. So I'm trying to loosen up on the boundary, but I gotta kinda take it a little easy. It's so a what was your
2: thing? You cannot come over.
1: Mm.
0: And so So you don't let you don't let the, the brother come into your house?
1: It's like that. She's she Look. It's like that. I could imagine that. It's like that for me too.
0: See, and here's the thing. I, I've dated women who are abstinent. Really? And I am a professional.
2: The Put the that shit to the yeah. test. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He gonna find out.
0: See, because it's, it's, it's a strategy to it. It's a strategy to it. You, you can't, you got to jelly bean it. You just can't jump all in. It's small, very small, light, innocent gestures that leads up to it. And honestly, I respect the fact that you're not letting brothers in the house if that's what you want to do.
2: Jelly beans,
0: jelly beans. For example, if I know you abstinent, mm-hmm. you are probably going to have like this wall up mm-hmm. where certain things that, you know, get you there. Mm-hmm. You're not even going to really want to do. Mm-hmm. So probably certain kind of hugs and kisses and places touching that you're probably going to want me to stay away from. So I got to figure out how to creatively and innocently penetrate these points slayer. And when you, if, if and when you can figure that out,
2: you can figure that out.
0: Yes. They, or him. Okay. If he can figure that out, Mm -hmm. what happens is you test her boundaries. Mm -hmm. So she, you kissing on her neck and you know, she not at first. It's like stop, stop it, you know. But you
2: at her house already. It sounds like
0: it. It ain't even got to be at the house. See, you doing the this thing at about the
2: restaurant?
0: Any see that's the thing. It you you break the abstinence before sex, because mm-hmm. once she starts to show signs of Weakness. slight breaks in boundaries, just slight breaks. You you're looking for slight breaks well yeah. before sex. My
2: mom warned me about this, and you I'm know. warning the ladies
0: now because we got a uh, we got a bunch of. Abstinent women. Men, I mean, no, not men too, though. Convicted and abstinent. Yeah, but right? so, I'm some ladies you know the tricks. Be, ladies
1: can be manipulative as well. They can oh, say yeah. some when they find out, they can say fast the wildest things. Facts. I usually
2: believe a man when he says he's abstinent. I do. That's it because uh, he says it and it sounds like it's for a reason. Right. When women say it, they say, Oh, it's your boundaries, or or you have your guard up. That's so unfair, but that's mm. what I, I I notice. is like when a man says I'm abstinent, you'd be like, oh, he must be an athlete. He's saving it up for his boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm abstinent, it's like, oh, she's been through some shit.
1: Honestly? It, okay, so that is what guys think, mm. but is that the case? If if the typical woman, if she's abstinent, is probably because she's been through a lot of traumatic situations or relationships.
2: I don't know. I just know that I connect easily. I connect without having sex. I'm I, I connect. Connecting is my thing. It's what I do for a living. I write to connect to people. So God forbid we actually connect. It's mm. like that's uh, stratospheric. And I'm looking for a stratospheric experience. Sex is mind blowing. Mm. Like y- you 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 shouldn't be able to think straight.
0: Right. I'm very, just gonna very drug. Anybody? I understand. I, I can understand.
2: understand, but I do hear people say, "I don't really connect when I'm in when I'm sexual."
0: Listen, cat. Or <laughs>
2: good job.
0: Right. Good job. <laughs> so, what's the point? Like, what's the destination for your abs- Abstinence is it all the way till marriage? Is it till you reach a certain point in your spiritual journey? You know, like what is it? Is it deadline based? Is it marriage based? What 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 is it for you?
2: It's until I find somebody <clears throat> or somebody you know connects with me that I feel like um, that connection makes sense. Like I, I, the word marriage is so boring in that concept mm. because uh, marriage <clears throat> is like a decision that you both make when you say we're going to do this forever, right? Um but yes, sex is for that ultimate connection with somebody you already are connected with. Your connection should be super dope before you bring them into your bedroom. It should be super you should you shouldn't just be the best of friends. You should be obsessed with each other's dreams and obsessed with each other's <laughs> prayers mm-hmm. you should be you should be enamored too with 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 everything about them that you can't touch. you should be so excited about the moment when you could take your connection to the next level before you take it to the next level. It should not be a given that's so unfair to the whole person. Mm-hmm. there's so much more than sex. And if I connect with you sexually, then I don't even understand the layers before the sex. I don't get the rest of you. That's dangerous. If you ask me.
0: What's your best way? Because connection, mm-hmm. I can just tell that's a big part for you. You <clears throat> can are a feeler. I, can, I, can, I feel it. I feel it, Chris. Yeah. So what's the best way you connect to your guy? When y'all really bonding, when y'all building How are you connecting with them?
2: Laughter, just being silly. I think that's a huge connector. Like, what can you laugh at? It's just being like silly. I think that's a big one for me. Um, Exploring stuff, like going outside and play.
0: You go outside and play.
2: Yes, man. I plant stuff in the gardens. I go in the kitchen and make stuff. You could cook? Yes. Oh, a, good. Oh, my yes.
0: God.
1: Well, she, what? she did say, well, that's, that's a whole other conversation. If it's feminine or not. But you cook. I, I mean, she said she was feminine. I assume you can cook. <laughs> that's
0: yeah. why they call Ryan a misogynist. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But wait
2: a minute, though. Because creativity has a level of femininity on it.
0: Oh, that's it. no, that's yeah. real.
2: All right. But it's is a longer conversation. Go there. No, no, no. OK. OK. So we're talking about creativity as your feminine power. Yes. Right. And we're talking about visionary as your masculine power. Mm-hmm. So if you can provide a place for this femininity or this creativity, then you've figured out where she fits. If you can see where a woman is creative, you can guide her. We're looking at her to see if she's sexual. She's creative by nature, but can you see like her gifting? Can you see what she does with her hands? How she stewards things? Like take a look at what she does with a deck of cards. Like just look, because if you are the man whose natural instinct is to provide in place, like provide and put her, give her a place, then know what it is that you're placing you dishonor a woman when you don't understand her creativity uh. and you still try to place her in your kingdom. That, that That's out of alignment. So yes, creativity I think is, is my jam naturally. Um, and exploitation is how you take advantage of creativity but protection is how you guide creativity I think. Does that make sense? No.
0: I would.
3: <laughs>
0: I I kind of get it. I'm kind of no the the first half for sure, but I'm to that bar at the end. Exploitation.
2: Exploitation. So I've been exploited. I'm not saying it's a bad thing to be exploited, but I've been exploited.
0: When you say exploited, you mean by men in particular?
2: No, I take my voice and I sell it. Mm. Okay. Right. And and the only way that that's protected is with lawyers and contracts and and all these boundaries. Right. The same thing goes for when a, when a man. I think I'm not a man. But when a man sees a woman, I think that he kind of gets into her nuances. What can she do? Mm. I think he's looking to see that. Yes. And so if you're still enough, he can process it. No offense. And after he processes it, he might go home and say, Where, where in my life can can I and if you can't find a place in your life as a man as to where you can put those nuances, leave her alone. Mm. Right? But if you can. Mm. You see, then be brave enough to trust yourself. Approach this experience that you're looking at and say, hey, can I show you something? And see how she responds to your territory. If she be like, you know, I don't even like this car. You know, we got leather seats. Okay, have a nice day. But if she appreciates what she sees when you bring her into your space, whatever that space is, I think that's the beginning of that type of connection. Mm. The type of connection I'm talking about begins there. Can you see me? Does that make sense? I get it now. I I get it now. I'm
1: curious because uh, was it yesterday or two? When had our last live, Monday? Monday. Monday. No, Sunday. 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 Man, I'm so confused. These days. We're doing so many shows. So many of these freaking days, like seven hours. What is today? So we had a a live show, okay? And we had some beautiful young ladies, um, you know, on the platform. And um, you know, a few of them had got some messages from some men that were watching the show. And one of the things that started the conversation was about the men's attractiveness that were contacting them. So I'm just very, (sighs) and it was, you know, I'll be honest, some critical things stated from the women. (laughs) Physical attraction. Talking about some of the guys, they were, and
0: you know, and and, you know, it came down to physical attraction, but it was kind of masked in, you know, his essence. Yeah, right. He just doesn't have that essence. That is is what they were that, saying. Yeah, that yeah. like they almost like it was this non-material thing, but it was it was really. Yeah. Yeah. He just, yeah it was a look.
3: It, it, was, it a was a look. look. And,
0: and honestly, I ain't gonna lie, it could have been a little bit of both, right? It could have been that they didn't sense that he was in what exact words, he was him.
2: You know what? I gotta go. What?
0: He was him. And also it was a physical attractiveness. But go ahead, Ryan. Take it, Take yeah. that where you was going.
1: Well, see, that's what I'm curious about. Because these are, you know, beautiful, attractive women mm-hmm. that were really critical <clears> of how this these guys looked. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious, like, along, you know, with, with the way you consider men and the men that you dated, how important is physical attractiveness? And has it changed over time?
2: Yeah, because I used to only date models and athletes. I wrote that in a song once.
0: Wow. Oh,
2: I said what I said. Um,
0: Superficial.
2: Yeah, very. (laughs) Very, like, because I felt like athletes totally got me. Like, I'm talking about, they were dumb motivated, always knew where they were going, always working so hard on, like, mastering their physicality and what Mm -hmm. they could do with their bodies and and their, you know, selves. Um, And their models were such a good freaking time, man. Like you were at all the fashion parties in New York dancing with the coolest people and just having fun. So, yeah. And then they were stinking gorgeous. Right. Um, By whichever standards actually on one of my lists years back, it was uh, athletic was one of the things on my list just, you know, years back. And I manifested an athlete a couple of times in my dating life.
0: Okay. An
2: abstinent one.
1: Interesting. Yeah, Tim Tebow. Whatever. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. because it was,
2: it was on my list, but um, no. So physicality, I think, is important. Attractiveness is
0: important. Is it still as important as it was? Yeah. That's, so
2: that's, that was my answer. Oh wow.
0: So, so now still-
1: this is the thing. We, now we we don't know mm-hmm. the ex, the exact makeup of all the guys that was DMing the young ladies, but let's assume mm-hmm. they financially secure. They're you know relatively confident and they got some good things going on with vision and planning and all that good stuff that the ladies like mm-hmm. if they were ugly.
2: If you can't go if you, <laughs> if you if you if you can't go mountain climbing with me, you I wouldn't. You have to be happy in your body, like that's so important to me. That's how I know how you are in bed. Mm. Mm. What I said? So if the first day is a hike. You said the right thing. Not cheesecake factory. Now you know. Let's, you, oh, you know. Let's. My friends and I. We going on a long bike ride. Long bike ride. Stamina is what the first thing I heard.
1: Oh my god! But gosh. What you see, when we talk about physical attraction, the
0: dirtiest abstinent mind I ever heard. <laughs> right. I do. I
2: told you I'm horrible. You wasn't hearing me. Abstinent people want to have sex. They do. <laughs> Desperately. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> So, okay. But you know, I'm being
2: kind of silly, but I'm kind of silly. I get
1: it. I get it. That's what you're saying here. Talking about the physical attractiveness. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the body type. Mm -hmm. So is that what it is for for the women? You think in general, is it the body type? Is it the face?
2: It's, I don't want to be bored. Like if you can't play with me, I'm going to be bored. I really want to go outside and play. I'm so serious. I got to figure out how to say that. Right. Um, are you good with setting up a tent?
0: Mm.
2: Um, Do you know how to barbecue Frank's?
0: Yeah, Um, I can do that. (laughs) You know,
2: will you race me down the street to the corner store? Like play with me. I need to know you're playful. And that, is what your relationship is like. It's
0: yo, let me that's you, very I had, yo, let me tell you, I, for women that's attracted, to, uh, attracted to like the outdoorsy stuff, that's that's super huge. So I am, I love being out. So why y'all
2: way. looking at me like like I'm saying something crazy? No, no,
1: you are saying something crazy because that's <laughs> that's, no, that's not usual. That's not usual because I've invited mm-hmm. many of women out on a walk, a hike, mm-hmm. and the hair, mm-hmm. the weather. -hmm. The you know I don't wear I mean I've had some women say hey I don't wear jeans, which which is you know which is you know sexy and some some on some levels but you know but this the thing it's not unusual for a woman to not want to do anything outdoorsy or be remotely interested in any of that.
2: I'm a tree hugger. Let's just let's do that. Let's just do that. That's a, that's a trendy thing to say.
0: That's well, see fellas got to understand that if this is what a woman is interested in, her values are kind of warped around that. And she's going to judge you based on these standards. Let me tell you what's so funny.
2: Yeah. I'm judging you on
0: that. I went to back in, I went to the cabin with a young lady a long time ago. And there was a fire pit outside mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know how to start a fire. <laughs> that's I so. Yeah. We can YouTube it. So listen, it was like the most emasculating experience mm. out there at the damn fire pit, mm. struggling as we have marshmallows and everything, all the ingredients for the most amazing s'mores.
1: She did her job.
0: I got the damn s'mores and ingredients. Okay. I did the damn oh, job. Okay. No. You did? I, I got you that. You know,
2: s'mores one of my
0: favorite foods. Okay, see that? You see it's happening right now. The connection right now is happening.
1: So you did the the least masculine activities. (laughs) I did the least masculine activities.
0: Right, right. Exactly. Right. 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 But it was romantic Mm -hmm. until we got to the fire pit. Mm. And you just see me struggling like a failed Boy Scout (laughs) trying to put this damn fire together and this shit not work. Mm. And I just felt just her whole energy just drying up. It was just, (laughs) it was happening. (laughs) So I I went inside and we made the s'mores in the oven. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) although the s'mores tasted... Huh? Whose idea was that? It was me. I'm a problem solver.
1: So you should have went toxic. You should have been like, God oh, damn, girl, you ain't got nothing electric to light.
0: Right, <laughs> <laughs> blame her ass, right? You got a gas I, Right. You got a in no damn matches. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> damn, I got all the Jeep in the matches. That's, that's real toxic. That's, that's always the way to get out of it. You got to be real toxic. And let me tell you, I just you, you know it really threw the energy off. And although I'm telling you, although the s'mores, by the way, guys, s'mores in the oven. It's incredible. Like you really won't tell the difference. It just did not taste as sweet because I knew in her mind, everything about the cabin, I took her there because that's what she loves. She loves the out. She loved the hike. She loves fires in this. And she was even trying to coach me on how to do it. Like, no, Ty, you got it. No, that goes at the bottom. That you got you got it. And then she, she fell back. It was a bad experience. Yeah. So, fellas, just just keep in mind if this is what the ladies like, just know you just need to be honest. It's a right?
1: few, it's a few of those things that all of those things you got to know, like how to mount a TV and all these different things. So, yeah.
0: yes, you. please know
2: how to you. mount a TV. I wish you. Yes. Honestly,
1: honestly,
0: that, that is If facts. you
1: even sneak in and tell a woman that you mounted the TV, that's gonna get you some points.
0: It's definitely. Yeah.
1: definitely yeah. It's but points. I think very is this is to note. Okay, talking about physical attractiveness. There were it seems to be a lot of assumptions that you drew just from somebody being attractive or not attractive. Like if they got this, you know, their stomach hanging out over their belt, then they might not be able to do all those fun outdoorsy things.
2: I'm not attracted to slacks.
1: To to slacks.
2: Slacks.
0: <laughs>
2: Why you got a suit on?
0: What? No. I say You're not one of those. No. Yes. Why
2: you got a? That I ain't gonna lie. See,
0: that's a little ratchet. Yeah. Why you?
2: Got, oh, yeah, it's no, a
0: little. No, that's ratchet. that's extremely ratchet. And you,
2: just, and, you just, and you just outside. Like you just you at hopeful <sighs> with with slacks. That's annoying. See, it's so many
1: things, so many conclusions that are drawn from the way somebody uh, looks and presents themselves.
2: And again, I'm totally being silly. Yeah. My real judgment comes from where you decide to take me if we're going to hang out for the first Mm. time. Like, what are we doing on the first time? Like, what? So if if the first time is like we're all dressed up, like I already do that for a living, like. So that first time can't feel like work for me. It's so if it's super fancy, it's like, are you kidding? No,
0: I get that. Yeah. I get that. I never you never go super fancy on the first one, fellas. Try not to go super fancy on the first one. That's a, that's actually a good tip.
2: Unless unless she's not used to it. Right? Like if it's a surprise, it's like, oh my God, I've never been to Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I could be that's wrong. still
0: no, that's still like a you know what they call it, exclusion to the rule or whatever what they call it. Yeah. You know, you still, but but right, it's just generally. The rule of thumb. Generally, rule of thumb. don't don't go too crazy, too fancy because now it's a little bit more about the experience than the encounter. That's right. I like to keep it very focused on the connection, on the encounter. We don't need to be distracted. By the nice meal, the nice place, the nice, this, the nice, that, and now you associating me with all those nice things and not really getting and connecting with me. You
1: you know what? I actually, this was a couple of years back. I was dealing with a young lady, beautiful young lady. Mm -hmm. And I'm having a conversation with her about kind of, you know, her experience in Dayton. And one of the things that she said that she had a big issue with, with guys because of the way she looks and because of their perceived, uh, thoughts or or their perception about how successful she was Mm -hmm. they would always want to spend a bunch of money on her and always want to do these lavish nice things when they really don't know her as a person do you find that men go uh, try to go above and beyond because of your celebrityism Mm -mm. no
2: no um they want to figure out how to make me feel safe Mm. so they try to make sure that i don't have to be chrisette michelle quote unquote that's what i find um that's dope yeah, sometimes I have my brother follow us in the car behind us. <laughs> but yeah, they they want to make me feel safe. That's what I find with like g- people who genuinely want to hang out with me. Um, and so it might be like, like, oh, let's um let's get ice cream over by Chastain Park. And I just be like, for real, like, for real? Did he mean that? That's so bomb. Um, when it's simple stuff, but like because if you know me, you know I love beautiful things. So I'm a, I'm gonna love a tree. I'm gonna love grass. Oh my God. I'm gonna love flowers. And ice cream is delicious. And you fine as hell. Like what's the issue? <laughs> yeah. What's the problem? So.
0: Shout out to the ladies that could have a good time on a cheap date. I'm telling you, man. Shout out. That's Brothers, good, for the they here.
2: good for
1: the players and the husbands.
0: And i want to ask you this because you know before we get you up out of here, I want to ask this too because I want to just get a general understanding now. Does Chrissette Michelle have anything special in her life at this moment? Do you got anything right now that's, you know, looking like a real possible, a real potential at this point in time in your life?
2: Podcast. It's oh called Comeback goodness. Sis. You got to go to ComebackSis.com and pick it up. Oh. Brand new hot up the press. No. So new
1: pod. New pod dropping. The new pod, the
0: new well, pod get, is give us dropping. A, give it yes. a date on
1: the new pod.
2: Yes. So it comes out on January 29th. I'm super excited i want everybody to go and uh, sign up for my email list you can go to comebacksys.com um, and sign up for the email list i'm dumb excited it's stories of women um, that i'm inviting on that are the craziest stories i've heard i thought my stories were insane yeah. the stories on this podcast are insane and really my intention is uh, can this be what i wish i had when in my darkest hour can my podcast be what i wish i had when things were uncomfortable Can it be the voices and the women that I wish were there to talk with me? Remember, I said, I wish Mm. I had my, yo, sis, you all right? Yeah. This is my, yo, sis, are you all right? It's not, you know, counsel with your pastor's wife, which is necessary. It's not your therapist, which Mm. is necessary. Um, But it's your homegirls being like, you're going to be all right so come back
0: sis we dropped it in the chat just
1: now oh yeah listen it's in a pin to the comments pin to the chat in the description everywhere you need to find it so guys make sure you show chrisette some love and go register for that list for her new drop and it's january 29th 29th yes let me ask you this because you know relationships are tricky Mm -hmm. you know it's very difficult to find connection Mm -hmm. and then depending on your experience you know contingent on that it can be difficult to share about some of these things that you're experiencing Mm -hmm. so i'm just very curious like are you nervous about the show you nervous about sharing your thoughts to the, to the world in terms of relationships
2: this show today
1: just in general your show
2: oh on the podcast yeah yeah you know what's crazy it was so vulnerable every episode we there was tears I was joking but I was like we're gonna have to come out with a tissue line because people really were comfortable telling this story mm. um mm. I think it'll be a connector. I think it'll be the first time where people hear me speaking. I've been singing for 15 years, but people don't know I talk. I I did a TED Talk, and I think people were surprised to see me use words. Yeah. Yeah. We
1: got with you last night on the the TED Talk. One of the ladies that we had on the show said she loved it.
0: No, it was powerful. I watched it myself. It was powerful. It was well put. Definitely got to check out the TED Talk. But what we're going to do additionally, very special Mm -hmm. for the hardly initiated people, is we put together a comeback sis gift package yeah for the hardly initiated family we're gonna give five gift packages away it's gonna be t-shirts you're gonna get a t-shirt <clears throat> a hat some sweats and a few of chrisette's favorite things in a package for five of our people but we're that, only picking people off that list that's on the email list yes so guys go ahead Put your name in the email list for you to qualify for the Come Back Sis gift package. Mm-hmm. All right. So you can go about getting that sent to you and they'll communicate to you guys through email if you were the person selected. And of course, you just want to stay connected. I just love having amazing people on the show. So thank you, Chrisette, for coming up here yeah. and having an amazing conversation thank with you. us. I
2: had so much fun with you guys. You got some love in yeah. the chat too.
1: They're oh, they, they oh, really they, rocking they, with you. They yes. loving you. They talking about the show. They talking about R and B divas. La. They talking about everything they've seen you on. They, yeah, they are going back. I got some
0: people in here that see that's even saying they love. Look, they loved you at the uh, ATL City Winery this week. You got look. The yeah, people, they in here right thank now.
2: You guys.
0: thank you. Absolutely, this is dope. Absolutely, yeah, you're
1: yeah. gonna have some love
0: on the show. No, you definitely gonna have that. some love on the show, and this was an awesome,
2: awesome time. I'm so thankful.
0: you are absolutely welcome to be back at any point in time. Listen, if y'all think we should bring Chrisette back, just say come back in the chat real quick. Put a come back in the First, chat, and y'all me. know how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> right now, man, you can put a touch <laughs> me in there if you want because you if, look if you know, you know, but I want to thank you guys so much, you know, for tuning in to another episode. We're going to bless y'all here. Chrisette just gave uh, is giving away five amazing packages to our amazing audience that completes that below.
1: 1,600 people in the chat, man. We
0: still got 1,600 people in here. They loving it. If you are not here, you got to know, guys, Monday and Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., you got to be tuned in with us. Monday, and Wednesday at 8 p.m., you got to be tuned in with us. So this Wednesday at 8 p.m., you want to be right back here on Harley Initiated YouTube channel. If you one of the people who just not in and don't know that the Harley and Love decks have just dropped as well. So go ahead and get yours. If you look, so if people are saying they receive their decks for my people that have received their decks, I want you to send in the photo with your deck. And I need you to email us that photo at info. At hardlyinitiated.com. And initiated is the easiest word in the dictionary to misspell. All right. So spell it right. That's info at hardlyinitiated.com. So we can showcase you having a good time and getting a good connection.
2: We love those. And
0: with your deck and with your guy, with your girl, however you're using it. All right. But again, thank you so much, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Do not leave here without. Without. Subscribing
1: to our channel. Big facts.
0: It counts. Chrisette was like, before she said yes, she looked at the subscribers and she said, Mm-mm. they ain't got it. Then one of y'all subscribers shit. Bam! I go now. Cause y'all subscribe. So I need y'all to keep subscribing so we can keep attracting amazing talent to the platform and keep these amazing conversations coming for you guys. But as you guys already know, hardly initiated, we are out. Peace.
3: Boom! Yay! Yay. Okay. Okay. Thank mm-hmm.